Guys Media Podcast. I'm uh, Ian, and Gavin is not here, but instead we have Jeff joining us. Say hello, Jeff. Hello, all. This is uh, podcast number 92. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened in before, Jeff's not Gavin, but he's our new host for this episode. Uh, this is, we'll be, I'll be reviewing, sorry, we'll do some, <laughs> fucking useless there today as well. <laughs> we'll do some movie news, then we'll do some questions I got off Twitter earlier today, and then we'll look at the reviews. This week I'll review Killer Elite and Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. What will you review, Jeff? Well, I thought we could talk about Red State and, um, what was that Irish movie? The, the, the Guard. Guard. The Guard. Cool. Yeah. So this should be, uh, it's been a while since we've done a cast. We'll try and get back into more regular casting. Um, if you have any comments on Jeff's performance or anything at all, please email us in at podcast at meatandfries.com. It's podcast at meatandfries.com. Or use the contact us form on the website. And uh, please forgive me, I'm a bit hungover. Yeah, so as usual, <laughs> one of us is usually hungover. All right, I'll kick off the news then. Um, did you hear that apparently Brian, you know Brian Singer who directed the X-Men? Yes. He was supposed to be working on a new version of Excalibur, the John Borman movie. Okay. And now that's cancelled, he's going to be working on Battlestar Galactica movie. They're doing another one? Yeah. So apparently back in 2001, he was going to do a movie with Tom DeSanto, who was his producer on the X-Men, but that sh- they didn't really bother, or he got involved in something. I think he got involved in Superman Returns. Okay. And then after that, um, it was on hold, and obviously the Battlestar Galactica TV show that we all know and love did great things. Yeah. But now he's going back, and I think it's a reboot of the 70s one again, so there'll be a third different type of Battlestar Galactica again. Why would they redo the whole this thing? This is the whole again? thing that I just don't understand in any way, shape, or form. But I thought they were supposed to be doing another Battlestar Galactica movie anyway. That's it. This based on the TV shows? No, no, no. Another continuation. Oh, mini series of that. Yeah. yeah, they're doing Blood and Chrome, which is um, yeah. Adama's younger days in the yeah. war. So yeah, they're, they're still doing that on sci-fi. At sci-fi, but somehow the movie and TV rights seem to be different. So he's gone back to looking at you know updating the original '70s TV show and basing it upon that. But this is an update of the original '70s TV show. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Uh, I thought that the X Men people were doing another movie as well. Was it? Um, Oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Jack the Jack the Giant Killer? No, it wasn't. It was another one I was reading about the other day. Well, they're supposed to be uh, X-Men Righteous Land Top Gun sequel gig. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Top Gun 2. Yeah. That's going to be terrible. Yes. <laughs> There's no, nothing says 80s excess is more than Top Gun and, you know, volleyball on the beach and cutoffs. Well, I still don't understand why they're, they're doing a 3D version of it. Oh, no, I think it might go cool. Really? I think well, we did talk about it on the previous cast in that one of the issues I pointed out was they're mostly planes against plain blue backgrounds, so it, won't, it might not pop that much in the 3D. Yeah, no, no I, yeah, I just don't get it. It was, it was a good enough action movie. As it was. I, mean, I, I think it was 1986. I was in Malaysia at the time, and I think I saw it three times in one week. <laughs> and then I went back to the UK and saw it two or three times again in and the And at which UK. point did you buy your aviator and airline jacket? I had them all already. I had them. <laughs> that was an issue. But it took me a few times to learn how to do my windmill high five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a bit younger, but we used to cycle up and down the street and, you know, put on our air brakes and try and line up behind each other. Yeah, I mean, but an updated version I don't quite get, but the Battlestar Galactica thing, I, it's not going to work. No. They can't do... It's too, an, maybe, unless it takes them another eight years to get it together, because it was 2001 you were supposed to do it, so it takes another ten years to get it together. Most people might have forgotten about the TV series by then. Yeah, but it only finished. And when did it finish? It started in 2004. I think it finished three years ago? 2000 and... 
Is two eight. eight? Yeah, two eight. Yeah, would be two eight. And then that horrible thing, um, Caprica. Caprica. Boringer. Which I just couldn't handle. Yeah. <laughs> is that still going? No, that got cancelled. It, it did get canned. Yeah. Because it was. And apparently afterwards it came out that that wasn't supposed to be about a Galactica show. It was a show about AI, like the whole birth of AI, and then they shoehorned in the Cylons, which is why it was a little bit of a weird well, but show. But that was the whole point, wasn't it? I mean, the Cylons were. Oh yeah, AI, yeah it was. So, yeah. But they, you know, they had a very set point of where they were going with it, and also it completely, it's a completely different show to Galactica. Yes. So why tie them together? It might have actually done better if it was on its own and not tied to Galactica at all, because it was just so different. Uh, I didn't really get into it. It's a, it's a political drama. Like it was too girly and into emotions. And <laughs> there was no shit blowing up. <laughs> no, it was horrible. Well, it was in the first episode, and that was it. Yeah, Nothing train, else blew up. It, like yeah. yeah. You know those cool little, little robots, the little butler thing that you want, that they sat in the house? I, I, I lost interest after about the fourth episode. <laughs> yeah. And really couldn't be asked to watch it ever again after that. Seeing as you mentioned some 80s Top Gun stuff there, did you hear the new title of the new Die Hard movie? Oh. So the next one's going to be called A Good Day to Die Hard, and it's going to be released on February 14, 2013. Die Hard with a Zimmer frame or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's in his 60s now. I know. <laughs> he can't do this movie. He's going to Russia where his son's being arrested, and just the website I got this one just action ensues. <laughs> well, we'll see. Russia could be uh, considerable allies by that point, mm-hmm. so we have to find another enemy to fight against. Exactly. I know. I thought the Russians have been. Is there another Gruber brother, maybe? Um, well, what is it? Red Dawn has moved from Chinese to, uh, Koreans. to North Koreans North now. Koreans, what, yeah. North Koreans. Which still hasn't got released, I don't think. Um, that movie was in the can like two, three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Years. I heard that. But uh, yeah, A Good Day to Die Hard is... I think they might have gone better off with just Die Hard 5. When is that supposed to be coming out? February 14th, 2013. This is another crazy thing we talked about a bit recently, is that like Spider-Man 2 already has a release date. Like The un- amazing Spider-Man 2 already has a release date and haven't even released the first one. And we're really confident that uh, Bruce Willis will actually be <laughs> mobile <laughs> in two years' time. He's an actor, you know. He works out and shit. He doesn't have to sit at a desk or do shit. And what young teenage... I mean, have they mentioned who's going to be co-star? No, they're talking about who they cast as a son, but I don't think they've cast his son yet. It's due to start in January, but I don't think the son's been cast. So they've got to find a new up-and-coming star who will be just it's cresting. Passing of the baton. Yeah. Better not be fucking Shia LaBeouf. Well, he's got to be in his 30s by then. Yeah. So it can't be him. <laughs> Do you want to introduce? No, we just roll with those okay. kind of things. <laughs> um, what about you, you news? No, I know. So I was just going through the, um, the stuff I was looking at on IMDb and various things today. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes uh, 2 trailer looks kind of good. You watched the trailer, yeah? See so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. I'll be, I'll be, any of the trailers we reference, we'll be put, I'll put up on the side. So yeah. there's a lot of very cool slow-mo and action stuff in there. Mm. I mean, there was some of it in the original, but it was more fisticuffs. But in this, have you seen the scene with the cannon shell going through the, th- the tree? I watched it. Did, did you watch the first trailer or the second trailer? Uh, first one. Ah, there's yeah. a second shot of okay. them running through like a no man's land, yep. and you can see the cannon shell in slow motion hitting a tree, and the tree splintering and picking up a guy and carrying him oh, off. So it's bullet time. Total. In a, in but, a Victorian age. But not the, not the, the roundy bullet time, it's just slowed down ridiculously okay. slow. Or there seems to be a lot of homes, in the new trailer especially, fighting people and grabbing their guns, and like even a revolver. You know that trick they do in, uh, what was it, Lethal Weapon 4, where Jet Li 
pulls the clips oh, off the gun, dismantles the gun in front of him. Basically, yeah. it, there's an awful lot of Robert Downey Jr. doing that in the uh, in this trailer, but with the old timey guns or putting it, finding a bullet for Watson to fire because Watson's apparently a badass shot. Well, he's Jude Law. Yeah, that's true, and he's bald, <clears throat> so he deserves it. Balding, bald. You consider him bald now. He's good looking and bald. <laughs> and I'm happy to hear it and to see it. Did you see the trailer for the Red Band trailer for Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas? No. Did you see the second one? I didn't actually watch the second one. Yes. Was it the, any good? The bottomless party was one of the greatest concepts of all time, in my opinion. I think a friend of ours uh, used to go around just showing people that on his laptop all the time. <laughs> the, the, the scene from the bottomless party. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, yeah, when it, well, Harold and Kumar's friend, the guy that's running the bottomless party, gets out of the pool, and he's just got this... Oh, this huge bush. Afro-Caribbean <laughs> bush. <laughs> not a good that, scene. That's when he freaks out with the girl who takes her top off, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, it's a bottle. What are you doing? Right? Yes. Uh, but, I have you, but the trailer, have you seen the trailer or anything for the third one? But, but hang on, that means that uh, Cal... What's his name? Cal Penn. Cal Penn is leaving government service. Must have. Because he's currently working for Obama. Yeah, unless he did this on his lunch break or something like that. I, I don't think they get a month off <laughs> to do shooting. Maybe, maybe like in a house, you know, they just got rid of him really quick. <laughs> but no, but I mean, he what? He joined the, the government in two thousand eight. Yeah, he joined Obama's yeah, it was some kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's insane. So, uh, it? it's like, I, that's why they. That's why he had to be hurriedly written out of house and mostly in a. Yeah. Did you see that episode? Yeah, yeah. totally shoehorned in. That oh, by the way, he killed himself. Yeah, that's he died. Yeah. yeah, he died. Well, but I like Cal Penn. Though. I mean, I'm a big fan of his, but. And what's the other guy done? The Korean guy. Oh, he's really know. done nothing. Oh, he's Sulu. It's oh, of Trek. course. No, he's done Sulu. Yeah. So he's just been waiting around for the second one to start. Oh, we are going to talk about the big news this week, aren't we? With uh, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, yeah. I've, we'll have that later on. Good, good. But yeah, this, the, you know, the, the, the US have the Green Band and the Red Band trailer. The Red Band trailer for Harold and Kumar does look pretty funny. Um, there, there's a whole thing about Kumar shooting Santa by accident. <laughs> and Neil Patrick Harris is back even though he died in the second one. He's got to be back. They can't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Harold and Kumar the trailer movie. gives it away. Apparently, he died in the second one. Is that right? I, in a hooker um, house or something? Did. They mentioned it to him and he's like, oh, yeah, I went to heaven. He got, he got thrown out of heaven. I watched that movie back. three times and every time I've been drunk. <laughs> so You kind of need that. Specifics I can't actually remember. Yeah. At least I was drunk, I wasn't stoned or anything like that, which is a good thing. But there is there seems to be a recurring joke in this of this kid who keeps ending up in the room while Harold and Kumar are getting fucked up. So like Kumar's in the car smoking a joint and then the parent knocks on the window and says, What are you doing? I said, like, What? My kid's in the back and the kid's in the back and you just see the smoke coming out of nose. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a scene where he walks into a party holding the baby and it's the sneezing in the the thing of cocaine joke oh okay and it goes all over the kid again and the man's just like my baby's fucked on cocaine <laughs> I, I do like and the kid's going I need it I need it I need it <laughs> so when's that supposed to be? Christmas November 4th in the US it's never getting released in the cinema here <laughs> so we'll get a DVD rip and we'll uh, put it up on the big screen exactly um, there's also another joke about they're their at a party and a guy, they say those kids put something in their drinks is it drugs or is it semen and Cal Penn goes it doesn't taste like semen <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to wait for the high def version as well no I don't think so <laughs> we'll survive on that so Sherlock Holmes oh no um, Winnie my wife wanted to see this Paranormal Activity 3 I, I can't bring myself to watch the first one. Oh, they're good I've heard they're good, but are they yeah. actually... I mean, every so often I do... I turn scaredy cat every so often. No, like, no, oh, no. They're, uh, they're decent. One and two. Because my girlfriend, won't, Nadia won't watch horror movies. Excuse me. Really? 
Not really, yeah. I mean, the, the, especially after Descent when I told her it wasn't really a horror movie and then <laughs> we freaked out at that bit <laughs> in the cave. There's nothing gory in, in the paranormal But it's jumpy scary, isn't it? It's, and it what? Or is it briefly? Is it jumpy scary? Or is it yeah, it's a tense thing. I mean, I, I overdosed on tense with the the Ring movies, all of them. I've seen every Ring movie. Yeah, the first one was good. The second one was okay, and then it started getting silly. When you watch the first one on VHS on your own in the house, it's <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> did, did the phone ring? <laughs> no, thank. We had it disconnected. We couldn't afford to pay for the phone bill. But. Um, yeah, th- I mean, what is three now is basically two was the, the the main the character from the first one. It's a, okay. So the second one, right? Yeah. So the f- the first one, if anyone hasn't seen it, was uh, you know uh, husband and well boyfriend girlfriend whatever common law husband wife are in recording house and weird things house. start happening. Yeah. Part two is the prequel to it. Yeah. So explaining how um, the it's her as a kid. The ghoul. Well, no, no, or no. Was no. it her? Or was no, her no. or her sister? It was her sister. And then, then suddenly, you know, went over to her. And then apparently part three is the two of them as, as uh, young girls, as children. Mm. And explaining how this whole thing happened in the first place. They're good. I think they're clever. And first the, two, yeah? Yeah, and then the budget for the first one was some insanely small amount of money. Oh, yeah. It was like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars or I something. Mean, I, I think they might have. Did they take, I think they took the crown from was it Robert Rodriguez or the Blair Witch for just like, you know, initial outlay to actual profit. Yeah. Because uh, was it that he did his? Um, well, he, it actually was, cost him seven grand. Yeah, he used his own house. Yeah, um, for the, for the filming and yeah, I mean basically just cost I guess DV yep. uh, cassettes and that's it. And uh, yeah, the actors was uh, Are they mates. Yeah, I think that no no they used they used for, uh, properly employed or whatever oh, right. sanctioned actors. But um, no, it was good. So part three, we want to watch it. Cool. And the good thing is, if it's on in the cinema here, which it should be. They can't ban it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to ban. And, you know, and the Malaysian censors got no problem with gore and swearing. They've just got a problem with sex. Yeah, which is, on you, which is something that's popped up recently. Um, you've heard of the movie Drive? Hmm. Really was really looking forward to that. It was supposed to come out two weeks ago. And uh, the, all I can find online is it's been deferred by the company, the distributor. There's nothing to say it's been censored or anything. It's just it, they're not showing it. You've got to question why. I mean, that movie's making... <clears throat> Lots of books in the US. It's an adult drama, fair enough. There is apparently there is quite it does turn quite violent and maybe slightly sexually violent near the end. Okay. So there could be that. It could be that. But I don't see why they'll just cut it. Like just not releasing a movie. Scott Pilgrim has got enough sex in it. That was just never released in the cinema here. It happens yeah. ever so often yeah. and usually around this time of year. Movies that are scheduled for October, November tend to just disappear off yeah, the schedule. It'd be interesting to find out you know, what's Criteria the censors actually use, hmm. but that, I, I, don't, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the the censors. So I think it's the distribution company has. Yeah. That, that's what I heard anyway from the, the all they can find it. But that's the thing; it's not covered anywhere. There's a few forum posts to say, oh, it's it's not coming out now, or it's not so, out. Where is it? So yeah, so it could be the studio, the distributors who have just decided it isn't worth launching it or promoting it. When you think of the shit market. that does come out here, no problems. It's it's unusual. Yeah, and you know. Malaysians like going to the cinema. Oh yeah, it's a inside out or going to the mall. It's nice and cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have told you about the. You heard about the uh, Back to the Future boots they were selling for charity. Yeah, right? yeah. How much they sell? Was it forty thousand dollars? No, they were. It was, it was or? they were eBay bids. So depending yeah. on your shoe size, like I was, I'm size thirteen, size 12, 13 shoes, and they were up to about three five. I think was the lowest you get three three and a half grand. 
Okay, it's not so bad. Which wasn't so bad, but some yeah. of the some of the nines and elevens, you're heading for upwards of seven grand at least, and that was like mid midway through the day US time, so the bid ended each day at I don't know midnight or whatever. So that'd be worth paying for. I mean, I, I guess the um, sneaker collectors in the states would have bidded on them. Well, on you know, if you want to have a slice of uh, Back to the Future, they're now selling. Um, they're auctioning off. Oh no, I saw that the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. auctioning off the yeah. DeLorean from Back to the Future Three, the one that is the old timey one that uh, mm. with the white walls. Mm. Apparently, it's the, there's only what there's only three of the original cars used in the movies are left. The cars from the actual movies. Yeah, this is actually okay. the movie that yeah. you know the one that um, Clint Eastwood drives into the wall in, yeah. the, in the in the car park. So it's that one from the third movie. So of course you you can buy the car still. Oh yeah. And that's the other piece of news is that you can buy the cars and the company, there's a company in uh, Texas who's been making parts for them because well, they, no, they, they bought the original um, uh, molds, shells, frames, whatever you want to mm. call them in, in same way I heard, circles. I heard there was some company in Mexico who basically bought the design for the VW Beetle off BMW and they stopped manufacturing it and they've been pumping them out. Yeah. The old exactly that. Yeah. But they, they launched the, the DeLorean um, electric car. That's what I was going on to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've seen at least one was reviewed. At least one's been tried out, and it's like once they get the kinks out, they're saying like it's got decent performance. Because I've seen DeLoreans in Dublin. I think there was something on. There was a, like either a car festival or a car show or something like that, and I saw one driving around town, and it didn't. It, it was wheezing and coughing. It did not sound healthy in any way, shape, or form. It must be an old one. Yeah. It oh, but it also it was red. You can't paint them. This one was red. The actual aluminium sections were all like bright red, like that cap yeah. up there. <laughs> you can't paint. I mean that. Oh. Coat it maybe? It's no, it could be a kit car. Could be. Could be a kit car. You can't paint it. But it was yeah. making a lot of <laughs> I reckon that would have been a kit car. But they still sell them to so the DMC Corporation. Okay, that's the thing I like talking about cars. Yeah. DMC Corporation, yeah, in Texas or somewhere. Um, you can buy um, a fully authorized replica yeah. with up-to-date uh, mechanicals and up-to-date engine and uh, up-to-date emissions control. They're called and Humble. Yeah, is it? Is it called yeah, Humble? Texas-based yeah. DeLorean Motor Company not only owns the DMC brand name, but also maintains a huge stockpile of original factory parts. Their primary business has been restoring, servicing, and selling DeLorean cars and merchandise, but it's also been using these parts to assemble new cars to yep. order, using 80% original parts and 20% modern I think like 100 grand or something like that, 100,000 US, 100, US, but you know, fully up-to-date mechanicals. Yeah. It's a cool car. Oh yeah, I mean, it looked badass. It's just yeah. that it's the engine was shit from the original one. If you want to... And also there was the panels for smuggling cocaine in the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> but if you want a car with gullwing doors, there's only that or a Mercedes SLS, which yeah. is uh, close to a million dollars. So uh, you haven't got many other options. And I'm thinking the electric one. You know, give it a couple of years, it could come down, could be affordable. I, I, this is this is now my reason to learn how to drive. Really? Yeah. <laughs> a GMC12. Yeah. What, what, what was your first car? An electric GMC12. I wonder if you got a replica flux capacitor in there as well. Gavin has one. <laughs> he knows. the first year he went to Comic Con, he picked up the flux capacitor that lights up and everything. Why does that not surprise? <laughs> <laughs> I did see a mock-up for an alarm clock based on the, uh, the, the readout, you know, the three years. Yes. I would, no, I, I would, okay, but it's going to be damn expensive here, I mean, it's yeah. not going to be Malaysia at the end of the yeah, day. You'd have to, you'd have to It'd be a lot of fun. It would be, and just to get the looks, I mean, the look, even just, uh, you could see this one, this red one, there was two at least, there was a red one and a silver one, just driving through Dublin City, everyone stopped what they were doing and looked at it. Yeah. Also, because of the noise it was making, <laughs> it was just dying. You know that's going to get remade at some point in the next five years. It has since George Lucas pissed all over everyone's childhood dreams. It is the only yep. trilogy 
it is the best trilogy of all time. I don't think they can remake it. I just they can't. How would you remake it? It would take another 20, 30 years. Sorry, Footloose, Dirty Dancing. It's going to happen. They're going to remake it. They can't. <laughs> but they will. This is well, hopefully they'll be long dead before 20, that happens. 27 years ago, the first one came out. Mm. 1984. That's two generations. Yeah. They're going to remake it. They'll probably well, they use and it's gonna what suck. do they use instead of the DeLorean? <laughs> What's uh, the current like flopping cars? Ford, Ford Sierra Cosworth or something. I don't know. Which a Kia, it's a Kia Pride. Kia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, you put a time machine in a Kia Pride. <laughs> a Proton. I, I would not be surprised in two years' time. I mean, come on. I would say, what, 20% of movies coming out of Hollywood are actually, well, no, I'd actually say new and original. And the balance is all remakes. Seventy yeah, percent yeah. plus is remakes. But hopefully, with things like Inse- like I mean, things like Inception, or I mean, The Dark Knight wasn't a fair enough. That was a start of it. Yeah, but a reboot. Yeah, a reboot. But I think they are coming around to Inception. Proved that you can make a, you know, insane blockbuster that's not tied to something from before. And I think Drive is doing that at the moment. It's like it's an art movie. It's bigger. There's something else I heard recently, which is like an art movie, but it's just a, it's a it's a, a big budget art movie. Hopefully that is changing because at the moment it's just like you know what we've got the Battleship movie coming out next year with Rihanna and Liam Neeson. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, and Liam Neeson's getting too old to be punching people in the side of their necks as well. Well, you heard, <laughs> you've seen Taken, right? Yes. You've heard about Taken too. Oh God. Now I, I, had, I thought that was unknown. No, <laughs> that was almost Taken. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or uh, taken, or as I like to know, Liam, call it Liam Neeson beats up Paris. <laughs> what punches Paris in the side of his neck? Yeah. <laughs> there is actually, um, a, a, I saw during the week as well, you know, how to deter people stealing your iPhone. It's a background and it just has a text message and it says, I don't know who you are, but I'll find you and I'll kill you. <laughs> he is actually pretty good in it. I yeah, do, I do like, like the movie. But the problem with the, the, the synopsis came out with the second one where apparently this time himself. The first one was a bit, there's been two synopsis and there's like a bit weird. The first one is basically that um, him and his wife have been kidnapped mm. and the kid, the daughter, has to go get them, which would be stupid because the whole point is Liam Neeson, it's Liam Neeson. Hits, hits, hits things in the face. Being badass, yeah. yeah. The second synopsis that came out indicated that maybe he enlists her help, which basically would turn into kind of like Leon getting mom. But I thought she wanted to be a singer in the first one. I don't know. After seeing her dad beat up plants, I mean, <laughs> I want to do what you do, dad. I want to follow in your footsteps. And after almost being sold into the white slave trade, mm. into a Middle Eastern prince. Exactly. <laughs> now her mum is, I don't know, it's weird. No, I mean, they've just got to stop doing it. But it, it I, I come back to it. I, people I, I getting will, old. I will almost guarantee in two or three years' time, there's suddenly going to be something in IMDb saying... Back to the Future A too. studio is considering re- rebooting the Back to the Future. Bruce Willis is playing Doc. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the guy from Twilight is playing Marty. <laughs> oh, it just gets worse from there, doesn't it? Uh, well, because the other one. Although, what's his name? Um, what's his. Uh, Grow something or other. Uh, the guy who played the dad. Marty's dad. Oh. Crispin Glover. He could probably play himself again in the, if they make another one. Yeah, Crispin Glover. Because he doesn't seem to age really? at all. Chris McGlover. Chris okay. McGlover was Marty's dad in the yes, first one. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't in the second one, and he wasn't the, he wasn't in the third one at all. The second one, I think, was Matthew Modine played him instead of him because he would he had some. Well, he was in it briefly anyway. Damn, the second one was oh, he's hanging upside down in the future. Second, yeah, second one was in the future. Yeah, yeah, in the future. But there was, was the some one that there was, was some the, dispute the over money in the first after the first movie, so he didn't come back for the second one because it was the second one that was confusing. 
You thought it was confusing? Well, didn't they do this race already in the past? Well, no, it was. I mean, um, what was it, 1987? So you'd have been a bit young. You'd have been about 10. It was 97, it didn't come two years. 1985 was the first one, it came out later than two years after 84 was the first one, 84, 85. No, yeah, it was, it was, it was two or three years after. It was 85. But I remember seeing it in the cinema, so I'd have been 18 or something. Uh. And um, everyone, we all walked out the cinema and we just didn't understand what happened. <laughs> was, I mean, looking back at the trilogy, it makes sense, but when you, when you finish part two, it just didn't make sense. And you go, what the hell happened there? And where are they going now? And, yeah, I, I, I was 18 Dark's well. alive in 1889, 1887, whatever. Well, I, I remember we were just talking about the paradoxes involved. Such as? I can't remember. It's they are pretty... Have you watched it recently? Yes, I haven't watched it recently. Like, as regards to, I mean, it is. it does hold up ridiculously well. They did think out a lot of stuff. I mean, there is the whole thing of once you've changed time, like you, the observer, they, they notice it, maybe. That's the, that's the only thing, I guess. When they come back from the future and Biff's already changed things back in 1955... You know, they're in a separate time stream. Is that the paradox you're talking about? Yeah, well, there was some... Because they shouldn't have a time machine because Doc is locked up, but they've been separated from their original time. Time streams are crazy shit. Yeah. It's, always, it's impossible to write a time travel movie. There was something... Well, was it, was it you that was telling me uh, one of the theories about Fringe and the, uh, the, the first people? Or did I read it online? You probably read it online. I don't think I have any theories on that, although I should. Really? Why, what was it? That the first people are actually, well, us. Just gone back. Our generation. Gone back around again. So they went back, um, whatever it is, 230 million years ago. And had met up with the guys from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> probably. But and, then, and then Baltar goes out with Olivia. But they're the ones that buried the machine. <laughs> ah. Oh, hang on, didn't they do that already? Oh, no, that, that, that was the end of the final season. That was the end of the last season. Walter sent the machine back in time. Remember? No, 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 it wasn't Walter. It was uh, Walter and Peter. Peter had to get in in the in one universe. Peter had no, to, no, in no. the future. The future of the future. Remember they had the future flash forward where Peter woke up in the world of twenty two, twenty three, yes, yes, or something, or twenty twenty three or twenty forty six, yes. whatever that. Yeah, twenty. And they time. had they sent yeah. the time machine back. This is turning into the Fringe guys. If you ever watched Fringe, you really should watch it. Oh, you should watch Fringe. And that's the other thing about the uh, the trailer for the Sherlock Holmes movie is the guy is it is his name Jared Hess is that it? The guy um, who's playing Moriarty. Let me check. Where is that? Um, yeah, Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Yep. He was, remember he used to lead, he was in Fringe. The red-haired guy who used to lead the people who were kind of behind the pattern. He was from the other side. He was trying to Oh, the back. English guy. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Exeter's a bad guy then, and I, I think he's a really, going to be a really, really good Moriarty. Yeah, because he was in something else. I recognized him from another. He's um, been in a lot. Yeah, he's, he's a really good actor. I yeah. like a, But he's just really, really creepy. <laughs> yes. Well, unless he's a good guy. Yeah. But he's not. When was he a good guy? Um, uh, he was in something else recently where he played a. I think. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. He was in something good recently. Uh, no, if so, yeah. If um, anybody's listening who hasn't seen Fringe, get into it. Yes. I, 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 I love the first season. The second season, I struggled a bit at the start. Um, I persevered into the second season. Love. Second season is where they had to basically try and fit that we can't be that serialized because the network, network hates it. Well, I, I, oh, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it felt like the first season was all individual episodes with some, time, with some story, with an arc that wasn't defined. The second season, they were starting to explain some of the, the, re, the, the, the background to yeah. some of those stories in the first season. And you, as you watched a lot of them, you, a lot of them cl- close to hand, or you know, one after the other, you, do you notice that like, 
the Amber's using the first episode and the Amber crops up yeah. later and they're like, I think Olivia's... Okay, I can't finish that sentence because it's a massive spoiler. Um, but there is loads of different things used that crop up later on in different ways and stuff. I think it's, it's ridiculously well plotted yeah. and I'm surprised they've managed to do it. Well, that's the question. Did they actually think about it? Did J.J. Abrams think about it? Map out five seasons? Yeah. Or is he just planning this all the way through, thinking on the fly? Because they fucking didn't for Lost. Because that no. ending was a piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but this makes sense. So about 50% of the stories in the first season actually start being explained in the subsequent yeah. episodes in the subsequent seasons. And then the other 50% of the first season is a story arc. And the fact that expanded. everyone thought Olivia was a shit actress when actually she's actually not. It's just she's supposed to be acting damaged. Yes. Uh, without giving too much away, yeah. yeah, I originally thought she was a really bad actress. And when you get to season three... And she's doing an impression of someone. <coughs> yeah. Did you see that? That was pretty well done, I thought. I thought oh, God, yes, well. yes. And the computer-generated episode as well. Yes. That was insane. Yeah. Oh, the, the cartoon one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get into Watch Fringe. fringe. <laughs> <laughs> this is quickly turning into the Fringe cast. Well, we do do TV sometimes on the podcast. Um, if you like Fringe or you want to know which episode you just... Well, that's one thing. How do you... You have to... Fringe is one you'd have to you watch You have to start off. from episode one. Yeah, you can't one. dip. You can't. I've tried explaining it to my wife. Yeah. And she kind of gets bits of it now, but I just can't be asked most of the time. Well, I've had... When Gavin was not up to date and I was ahead of him on the, on the third series and trying not to tell him what was going on and with the machine and with Peter and everything was pretty fucking hard. But uh, what is it? It's a Friday night... Friday in the US, which is death, uh, death, yeah. death, death, death time slot. But apparently it's been doing, it's holding its own. No, it is. And they've committed to at least one more series yeah. already, which um, is fantastic, because Friday night shows get cancelled. I am so desperately waiting for next episodes. <laughs> uh, moving on, did you hear that the new Bond movie has a... Got to talk about that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Did you hear the new Bond top movie has a title? Uh, Skyfall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I don't know if I'm done with Bond movies. I've got them all on my server, and I haven't watched any of the new ones again yet. Okay. I just, I really, I just, I don't know if I can be bothered anymore. Yeah. There's just more important things to do with my life than I watch another stupid. Sauce. What's the one? Because this is the thing. It's like naming all five members of Boyzone or Westlife or the Spice Girls. There's always a couple, like the Chris Brosnan ones. There's a couple there that always blur. What was before Quantum of Solace? Casino Royale. Casino Royale. I can see myself watching that again. That was okay. But I don't know, Quantum Solace would make any sense. Why, why build a hotel in the middle of the desert? Quantum made of Solace, of, It's made out of highly flammable <laughs> cardboard. In the middle of a desert. Yeah, yeah. it's like extremely flammable. It was a hydrogen or something everywhere. It made no sense whatsoever. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it just feels like... Okay, name all the bonds. Doctor No. Uh, no, no, no. No, oh, the villains, the bonds. No, the, doc, the, doc, the actors. Act, the actors. Sean Connery, that Australian git. Um, George Lazenby. George Lazenby. Yeah. Um, we're not concluding the original Casino Royale, I presume, in this. Uh, Ken, who's still a bond. Um, Niven. David Niven, yeah. Um, the, the eyebrows. <laughs> Who had the eyebrows? Um, was that? Oh, the eyebrow. That, not, um, the eyebrow. Was that um, the Woody Allen? No, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Oh, well, Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. But, no, but, but Casino Royale, is like, there's a seven bonds there in the whole movie. There's there Peter keep, Sellers yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Roger Moore. And Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. And after Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan. Was Pierce Brosnan. After Pierce Brosnan, it was Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, I think that's seven or something like that. Although, 
But as well, you can also count Sean Connery did one when he was because unlicensed, uh, the unlicensed one. Because there's two guys wrote Thunderball, and there's one guy who's just been remaking Thunderball every twenty years because that's all he has. Because because of that, he has the rights to that script. He has the rights to Bond and all that other stuff if used in that context. (laughs) So there has to be a boat that's looking for nukes. And Barbara Carrera, I think actually she has to be in it as well. (laughs) Look, I mean, some of those older stories are actually a lot more fun as well. I mm. mean, that's what I mean. If you want to do a remake, the bad guy a, has to have. Well, it's hard to do the, the the underground layer after Austin Powers happened. Yeah, but you could know, you could do what what was the one where they had the um, the uh, oil tanker that was stealing the submarines? Octopus. It was just squ- swallowing the. No, submarines. no, it was not the that, that was the uh, spy love. Uh, sp- spy love. Yeah, spy love me. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's that, that's where Jaws first turns up. That right? was genius. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And he has the underwater base that comes up. Yeah, brilliant. Do some of those. I mean, they made a lot more sense and a lot more fun. Yeah. And then stupid Quantum of Solace. Yeah, with the inflammable hotel. Yeah. <laughs> That was ridiculous. They deserve remakes. Uh, even, uh, even, however cheesy Roger Moore, Roger Moore was in um, Moonraker. Moonraker. Exactly. Moonraker is known as the worst. But it is where Jaws speaks. Yeah, yeah, it is. God, Jaws, Jaws and his girlfriend. Yeah, it's freaky, right? <laughs> the oddest couple on the entire planet. I think it's still one of my cousin's happiest moments. Is there was a Bond exhibition in in Dublin, and my cousin got to shake Richard Keel's hand. Is he still alive? I'm not sure. I think he still is. I think he, he was in Happy Gilmore. Who's <laughs> the guy with the nail in his head? Yeah, but Happy Gilmore that's was quite a while 20 ago. years no, ago. That's, well. that's again, you, that's when you know you're getting old. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm getting there with Bond movies. I, what have, I've got 20 something movies on my server, and I really. You're never going to watch Tomorrow Never Dies again. Or Which one is that one? That's the one with the newspaper tycoon and no. stealth boat. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, never going to watch that. You're never going to watch that one again. What's what the was one? the one that, that went into, Michelle Yeoh. What was the one that went into the um, Arctic? Where he had the Die Another invisible Day? Car? Yeah. Die Another Day. You're never going to watch never that again. Never going to watch that. <laughs> again, why build a hotel in the middle of the Arctic? I, I understand a little ice hotel. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, that yeah. But, you know, a massive hotel for it, that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. No, it's just getting too outlandish. But they got too outlandish with Pierce Brosnan. That's why they brought it back with the... Casino Royale. And Casino Royale makes it's just, sense. It's just the problem that uh, Quantum of Solace, the plotting was all over the place. Yeah, it, got, it was a gritty story. Yeah. And he bled so much. Mm. He wouldn't stop bleeding through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the other thing is, um, and you mentioned this The other me, thing. And I, yeah, the other thing is the thing. Yeah. I really want to go and see this. Yeah. So apparently, here's the first review of it, um, which... I assume means it's coming out very, very soon. Yeah, oh, it's out, I think. It's out now. Well, here. Yeah. Is it out here? I think so. I don't we have to go and see it. I'm slightly worried. Um, I've heard nothing but bad things. Hey, I've got any story where they're killing Norwegians I've personally got no problem with. <laughs> <laughs> There's already, and I'll, I'll put these up online, there's already two piss takes online. One is, have you seen any of like the Conan the Barbarian, the musical, or anything like that? No. It's basically they're taking clips from Conan and put yes. like musical mu- mu- music over it. And um, oh shit, I did it again. I don't know why I keep doing that thing. There's um, there's one for the thing sung in a Sinatra, uh, Frank Sinatra voice, where it's like they think that I'm a dog, but I'm the thing. God. But it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I saw you put you tweeted that, didn't yeah. you? And the other thing is they have put online the cast of the original thing watching the new thing. So they've edited it, so there's all the, there's one point where one of the guys who's like got his headphones on and smoking a reefer says, I've already seen this, I know how it ends, and he changes the tape. 
or just Kurt Russell moving out. But I have heard it's just well, a I, lot of bad CGI. Whereas the it doesn't the, the effects look better in the original. Well, okay. It, it, they redo an awful lot of it. It's not a remake. It's a prequel because it's, prequel. it's Norwegian camp. But I just heard that they don't. They basically remake it too much. Well, here's a couple of the, the well, one review. Uh, this new take on the thing is a gripping bit of horror entertainment that should excite audiences for its October release. What website is that? Uh, that's uh, from Jimmy O. Joe Blow. Oh, Joe Blow. Joe Blow, yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Ida Well, this is well cast, atmospheric piece that rates <coughs> a hell of a lot better than some of the previous Carpenter remakes. Yeah, he's made some crap movies over the recent mm. years. I'm talking to you, The Fog. Actually, I like The Fog. I didn't think it was that bad. Did you like uh, The Mist? Huh? Did you like oh, The Mist? Oh, which one? Which one was the one with the, the dinosaurs or the weird things coming out of the... That's The Mist. That's in the, the mall, mist. in the shopping centre. Yeah, I like yeah, The Mist. That's, that's yeah, The Mist. Yeah, is excellent. Yeah. That's uh, Stephen King. And that's the guy who does, what's it called, Walking Dead. That's um, Frank Darbon. I watched that. Gavin showed me that in black and white. Excuse me. The movie has an option on the DVD to watch it in colour or black and white. And Frank Darbon always... I've only seen The Mist, oh, the mist. in yeah. black and white. And it's it's intense then because you can't make out anything I'm not sure I think in the original the colours are quite the, the, the cool. creatures are quite bright right yeah, yeah. but in this it's just all white and all the time and it's everything's kinda, muted it probably. freaks your eyes out after a while and also the ending's amazing <laughs> it was a great <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> you idiots yeah <laughs> Alright, uh, so, right, so Joe Blow gives it a pretty good review. I've heard um, a lot about it. It's just that the original the original didn't do that much money, but it's a classic. And there was, even recently, I saw something about at the, you know, the end of the, I think it's a, it's a, what, it's a 30, 40 year old movie at this point. We can talk spoilers. Um, at the end, it's 1982. It's two, sorry. Yeah, 29 years old. I think we can yeah. do, I think we do spoilers. At the end, <laughs> it's Keith David and Kurt Russell sitting outside. Someone yes. did. Someone did an, an in-depth analysis. Apparently, John Carpenter waiting to be rescued, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah or waiting to freeze to death so yeah. that the creature yeah. wouldn't escape. And um, there's a couple of guys on YouTube that do really good in-depth analysis of movies. And these guys, this guy did, it and he's like, he mentioned in like uh, support materials, like DVD extras and stuff. Carpenter said that they were originally start, supposed to start shooting in March, and then Kurt Russell had to do something else, so he had an extra three to six months of preparation. And that's why they're thinking there's an awful lot of stuff in the sets that, like, Keith David's wearing a different coat at the end, whereas everyone all the way through the movie has been, no, but everyone else has been wearing the exact same clothes all the way through. Apart from him. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of people died, and maybe he just decided to swap coat. Exactly. Or he was cold and put on another coat. In fact, he was sitting outside, so that's maybe he should put on a, four more coats. But also, apparently, the script had said that, what's his, it wasn't McNulty, it was, it was Mac, McCready. Yep. In the shooting script, um, when he's offering a drink, um, he supposedly has a flamethrower under his coat, under his blanket, and your man yeah. Keith David drinks from the bottle without even flinching. Yeah. Whereas if you were worried about infection, you wouldn't be swapping saliva with some with the thing with, with someone who you think could be the thing. Um, Again, they're going a bit far, but I thought it was quite interesting in that. But I didn't think you could be infected that way. I don't know. Could could you? No. Are you sure? It was. Once it gets you, it gets you, man. Well, no, because it wasn't about infection. It was about well, it was, yeah, it emulation, over. taking yeah. over. And it, well, it didn't take you over. It just... Uh, it but it was even happening on a, sev- a cellular level. On a cellular level. So that could even happen well, that was with the, spin. The jumping, the jumping blood yeah, scene. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing I've heard again. The new movie, they don't do that. It's not blood. I think it's, it's something I won't spoil for you. It's something else. But it, re- it recreates the tension of that scene. It's like, it's too close. Now, I, I did hear other good things as well about set visits where... 
when they visit the Norwegian station, the first one, there's an axe embedded in the wall, so you find out why there's an axe yeah. embedded and things like that. I mean, I'd be interested to see it. I'm just not... Well, again, it's 29 years old, so a lot of people listening to this won't have seen that movie. Well, unless, they should go and watch the yeah. original. Unless, like me, they bought the HD DVD version. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> the only two HD DVDs I ever bought from one of them was the thing. What was the other one? I can't remember. It's, you know exactly what it is. Come on, what is it? Actually, I can't remember what the other one was. <laughs> But it was the only two I bought. The thing, then, but the original one is genius. It's, it's an absolutely fantastic movie. No. Like it's just the, the scene where the um, the dog bursts, bursts, and turns <laughs> into ah, uh, oh, just a oh, it's not the head walking away. And considering that is all animatronics, yeah. And that's and a no lot of people are saying that guy Rob Bottom. He was uh, assistant to Stan Winston, I think, mm. at one point. They said this new movie. There's a bit of CG in it. Also, one thing I've heard a lot of is that. In the first one, it's hiding. It doesn't attack unless it has to. Yeah. It's got some kind of intelligence. Well, no, it wants to survive the yes. winter to be rescued exactly. to make it to civilization. Yeah. What was the tagline? I think the, 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 the human beings are the warmest place to hide or something like that. It's one of those lines. But in this one, it's a snarling rabbit animal until it has to be smart. And then it's, snar- it's, it's again, it's lazy plot writing. You know what I mean? It's not consistent with what I've heard, which is, which okay. is a problem. You saw Cowboys and Aliens, right? Those uh, were yes. snarling monster aliens, but they they had enough technology to fly to See, other that, that, Yeah, that makes no sense then, because I mean, the, the movie starts in the original um, with the dog and the helicopter, right? With, but then they go to the state, they discover yeah. the spaceship and we're in a big yeah. hole in the ground, yeah. and and obviously, so this thing has been buried there for well, actually, the start of the movie is when you see the spaceship flying to Earth. Yeah. So um, the thing's obviously waiting to hide. Yeah. It's just trying to stay dormant yeah. until it's rescued. So that Whereas doesn't make sense. There's a rabbit. Uh, that, that would be like. Um, but it, it, uh, it, it makes better cinematic drama, but doesn't make plot-wise sense. And that's the thing that what that's what that's my problem. That's uh, there are a lot of podcasts and reviews I've seen about different things are saying this moment. It's like if you have a slavering monster beast, like it has to be like alien. It has to be a hitchhiker. Yeah. It can't because it can't be like you know drooling on the controls while it's flying the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it has just like a cup with a drill guard. <laughs> or a bib, possibly. Yeah, a bib, yeah. <laughs> No, because I mean, it's like a virus—a virus that kills off all its hosts before it gets a chance but to replicate. It doesn't behind. make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the same cowboys and aliens again suffer from a slightly. Whereas those guys should have just put down some covering. They should have just like set up some gun turrets and covering fire. And they would have killed those fucking humans. But the problem is there that the scriptwriters couldn't figure out a way to make the humans clever enough <coughs> to beat the so the more advanced guys. And I still like cowboys and aliens. Oh, I know. Well, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> uh, did you see the trailer for Jay Edgar? Uh, as in the founder of the FBI? Yeah. No? There's uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is 81. He can't be doing it. He must be directing it. Directed, yeah. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is playing Jagger Hoover. Which, and it... it okay. I can't buy... I've, 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 this is well documented. I can't buy Leonardo DiCaprio on anything. Oh, but he's a great actor. No, every time I see him, I just think there's Leonardo Titanic. DiCaprio. Oh. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. it. I just, I mean, like, it, it, didn't he die in Titanic? Yeah, no, but just, I just see that. I just see the, the annoying kid from uh, Romeo and Juliet. I just, I can't buy him. I, I lo- maybe in Inception, I lost a little bit. I haven't watched The Departed yet. I keep meaning to, but I literally just, I can't. Other actors, I say, well, that's a character he's playing, but that guy, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. But in this, I might be able to buy him because they got the old makeup on. He's a little bit. Weighty for the role because Derek Hoover was not a he was not a slim man yeah mm-hmm. he was not a slim man no I mean it's, it's the whole thing the curse of Leonardo DiCaprio is he's too pretty yes that's my problem but you know I hate him for his prettiness <laughs> I know how he feels yeah, I, I really do <laughs> but you know what Titanic was 
20 years ago? No. No, it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Let me think. 15 years ago. You just think everything's 20 years ago. You're going senile. I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, so 1996. Yeah. So seven. 97, 15, 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. And he did that when he was, what, his uh, early 20s, 21, 22. Yeah. So he's in his mid-30s. He's older than you. Mm. Yeah. Probably. And he's still prettier. <laughs> but he, come on, he's done some good movies. Oh, yeah, no, he has. He has. And I just, he's a brilliant actor. I, I just have trouble... I, it's my my own it's my own personal hangout. I mean, even in um, what was the one he did about um, uh, the guy you know the, the recluse, the billionaire, recluse. Uh, the aviator. Yeah, the aviator. Mm-hmm. Even then, I mean, he's, I mean, the acting was stunning in that, and he was just he was a, a really scary character. Didn't, through, didn't you? <laughs> no. It was a long movie. Yeah, it was a long movie. Oh no, you should. That's uh, a yeah, great movie podcast. I probably should watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But this looks pretty good, and it also plays up the side that an awful lot of the times he's like, ratna- he's not ratting out somebody, he's like, well, here's the files the president wanted, by the way, I've got my own copies. Well, that was the thing about Hoover, wasn't he? He was more powerful than the actual government. Yeah, he, he was given, your, your, uh, the um, age of retirement was 70, and they basically, um, I think it was not, um, Johnson made him director for life. Yeah. And he was a closet... Um Crossdresser apparently mm. homosexual. That's the Arnie Hammer who played the Winklevoss twins in the Social Network mm. is playing his kind of. It's not clear whether they're going to go the whole gay route or not. Well, he's a crossdresser. I don't think he was gay. He's just a transgender. Well, there's rumors that he was gay. Was he? Yeah. yeah. I guess it's going to be a bit bi. Mm. But uh, it again, you saw. Um, what was it? Cam- not Grand, Grand Torino, right? Yeah, brilliant movie. And, I mean, Clint Eastwood's been knocking it out of the park the last couple of yeah. years. I just, I'm, 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 look, I'm not looking forward to when he retires. But was that the last movie he started? No, he did something else after that. That was he directed that as well. Yeah, but um, he's done since the Grand Trina. He did something else. It was Million Dollar Baby, but that was before that. Was before that. that, yeah. But he did another one after. I can't remember. He's, has he started any other movies after that? Oh, he did. Um, I think it was Changeling. He directed that one with Angelina. He directed Charlie. again. Yeah. I don't think he was in it. No, no. I think yeah. he's given up acting. Yeah. He yeah. has given up acting, he's just concentrating on the directing and playing jazz and being cool. Grand Torino is a good way to, uh, to part yes. the stage. Um, it's a genius movie. There's another trailer I was going to mention as well, which is there's a second Tintin trailer out. What do you think of Tintin? <sighs> Winnie asked me this the other day. Who's I, Tintin? Yeah, no, well, yeah. I just remember Tintin books in the school library Yeah. when I was a kid. The one with the shuttle on it, or the rocket, right? That was the only one they ever had. That's the only one I ever saw. They were a bit lame and a bit wank when I was eight years old. So they're <laughs> definitely a bit lame and a bit wank now. And to make matters worse, half of them were in French as well, which just yeah, really yeah, pissed yeah, me yeah. off. So yeah. I've never had a great affiliation for Tintin. Um, yeah. The only good thing that came out of Tintin was the Thompson Twins, yes. who, were pre- who were a pretty good band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was really it. And you know the Thompson Twins are now played by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in the movie? That was potentially a reason to go and see it. Yeah. Who's yeah. supposed to be playing uh, Tintin? Jude Law. Jude no. Law's got the hair of Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> it's Billy Elliot. Um, Jamie Bell. Uh, uh, but Captain Haddock is uh, Andy Serkis from Lord of the Rings. And is it a real dog or a CG dog? The, the whole thing's CG. Have you not seen the trailer? No. It's all CG. It's motion capture. Uh, and, and as a result, there's some insane shit in it. The second trailer starts with two pirate ships fighting and one goes up on a wave. It's... Uh, masts get caught on the higher mast, the other one, and it swings across it. There's a whole scene with Tintin riding a bike that fall, slowly see, falls apart while he's chasing a bird along a zip line. You see, I'm going to be less interested definitely now if it's full CG. Why couldn't they have gone the Alice in Wonderland route? You know, uh, a combination of 3G and Lover had really weird arms in that movie. Yeah, but it was at least fun, visually more interesting. Maybe. Well, you haven't seen the, the footages at all, huh? I, I really have so little interest in Tintin. Yeah. It's just. 
as some things from your childhood for me just can't be it's more the fact that it's Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson yeah well yeah it's, I'm sure it's going to be good and on the other hand just because you have a great uh, producer and great writers doesn't mean it's going to be awesome Polar Express yeah, it's important. I think that, that, and that is the thing. That what I've seen is they don't have the dead shark-like eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because that's always a put-off. Yeah. When that, when that fucking, you know, horrible Tom Hanks says, get on board the train. It's like, no, fuck off, die. I need fire and lots of it. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this, um, the reviews of this coming in, and most of them are three out of five. At least three to four out of five stars. For our age group or for... <laughs> well, most of these guys who are writing this yeah, shit are overgrown kids. I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't think I'll go to the cinema. No. And see that this in 3D IMAX computer stuff. I definitely can't be asked to go and see <laughs> based on that. I mean, I'm actually thinking now, talking about 3D, 3D and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, you know, I, I have a projector here in my front room. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3D projectors you mean over are coming there? down over there. <laughs> They're coming down to a sensible price now. 3D projectors. Yeah. So Epson just released two 3D. Hang on. He- Two 3D high definition projectors. How did they? Sorry. They how do how do they work? Because they what they project the split image that they do the processing is it? Same way. They, they turn something else. Well, there's obviously two things. It either will um, beam a 3D movie, yeah. or it can do 2D to 3D conversion. Okay. To add depth. Because because you get the TVs with that already, and there's things that like are 3Ding stuff as. Well. Yeah. Yeah. No difference. And they're coming down to a sensible price now. So I don't get 3D televisions purely because if I want to see things in 3D, I want to see them actually fairly big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not on a 40-inch screen. The, the, you heard the thing, Sony aren't going to, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, Sony aren't going to, they've been subsidizing the cost of the glasses for theaters in the US. Here, you've got to pay extra for the glasses, yeah. right? In the US, they've been subsidized by Sony. Because they own the projector material, uh, a lot it's of them. Fifty dollars each or something for the cinema. Now can be. Yeah. They're, they're not going to do that anymore. So this could be the death knell. I mean, uh, I think it was Pirates Four, which if you're going to do a three D movie, which already darkens your movie, don't set eighty percent of it at night. Yeah. Because you can't see what the fuck is yeah, going on. Because the glasses are shaded anyway. So and the the, the, the projector loses yeah. uh, about three. I think it was Michael Bay said for Transformers Four, crank up the light. Because a tree, because it's too dark, which makes a lot of sense. So these projectors, one of the features is once you act, if you activate the 3D feature, it, it actually it. brightens the image. Yep. So it's actually overly bright if you're watching it without glasses, but it's perfect, perfect with, when the, with the glasses on. So I mean, I think Pirates Four was the first one that happened where the 2D versions were making more money than the 3D, and usually the balance that, that you know, they can't compare, they only have the receipts that don't have the ticket numbers, mm. I think, in the US, so they can't really compare the number of people going to see each one, but usually the 3D receipts are higher because it's more expensive, but people went to see it in 2D more. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on the movies, then you look at something like Avatar, mm. and we watched it in 2D and in 3D, and in 3D it was absolutely... Really? Oh, the stunning. only thing that I really got in 3D was when he's floating in the spaceship at the beginning. You know, when he's floating, there's like water droplets and there's like a long corridor and stuff like that. I, I thought that was well done. I thought the best part was when they, he goes into the forest the first the time. The first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just everything, you know, just felt so deep and rich. And I, that, was, that was absolutely astounding. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I'd be interested in 3D. Mm-hmm. Of course, when I get my own projector, 3D pornography oh, yes, is going to be fascinating. What is it, Sex and Zen 3D? It's made more money than Titanic in Hong Kong. There you go. Apparently it opened two cinemas in the US and went and came and went like nothing. Came and went. <laughs> in, a, in a shot. Did a shot. <laughs> Well, just to bring back the thing, we did have, we usually have an email question, but I just put a shout out for Twitter questions earlier, and uh, 
But there was one question which was from uh, my mate Austin Slackaboo, which is MD, so I live with, and he says, Yes, question, Tintin, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I did ask him for more detail, and he said, As in Tintin, what's the point? What, the f- yeah, what the fuck? I mean, you don't have to dig up. It's huge outside everything. America. I mean, and it's well, in France. It's huge in France, exactly. <laughs> and if it's huge in France, that's as good a reason as any not to release it anywhere else on the planet. Maybe. Well, we've, we've, gone, we've, gone, we've gone balls deep on Fringe earlier, so we do go quite onto... The, I, we, I would consider ourselves outposts of American cultural imperialism. Yeah, but, but you don't have to dredge up every single thing from our childhoods. No. I mean, the Smurfs was fun because it was tongue-in-cheek. Uh-huh. And it was entertaining. Um actually enjoyed it yes. I thought this most was a lot of fun but I really unless they make Tintin tongue in cheek which I don't believe they will do and I'm used to, I haven't seen kind of funny. but um, I, I nah it's a rollicking adventure in long lines of Indiana Jones with a hat well you know then we're two years away from someone releasing Asterix the Gaul which actually I'd find a lot more interesting what well, they've done that before yeah but in 10 French. years ago or 15, 20 they made like three of them yeah so Gerard Depardieu was Obelix so do uh, well, he have you seen like them? Have you yes. seen them? Yeah, they were on Astro, I think, at one point. But so do an updated three D version, maybe live action or real um, actors of Asterix the Gaul. I'd find that a lot more entertaining. But they've In done fact, that. They've done that, and it was. But it was purely French. There wasn't the market back then to look at it. There you go. But Asterix was as big as um, Tim Tim when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Asterix was bigger. I, I knew where Gaul was before I knew where France was. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fucking Romans. I was, I was watching that on TV earlier, the Bodicea documentary on a discovery. Uh-huh. And norm, normally, you know, when you're watching a movie, the Romans are the heroes. Yeah. Uh, it was at The Last Legion, which is a good movie. Oh, and, and also they're English, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they're always good English actors as well. And for the first time watching this Bodicea thing, well, hang on, who are the heroes here? Yes. Is Bodicea because she's actually English, or is it the Romans because they spread civilization? Yeah. Crap. You ever seen <laughs> the um, Eddie Izzard sketch where he's talking about how does anyone know what the Romans spoke like in those movies? Because it's always like, you know, oh, hello, we're the Romans. <laughs> Whereas how do you know? It's like, hello, we're the Romans. They could have had the original Cockney Latin accent. Exactly. That's, yeah. where, that's where it comes from. <laughs> Oi, Hannibal's coming out of the Alps. <laughs> All the Romans were from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but all the, uh, the bad well, people always it, are. You know, for a bit of a gladiatorial batch. Well, that's the bit I don't get. Every time, yeah, every when you have your oldie-worldie swords and sandals movies from the... Uh, they have to have an English accent. Yeah, the, the rich and successful people always have very upper-class accents. Yeah. And the common serfs still have common serf Cockney accents. And I, well, well maybe was, it was the other way around yeah. 2,000 years ago. Remember um, Alexander had, like, all of Alexander and his mates, all the Macedonians had thick Irish accents. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> And the other one I saw, which was um, the, the the Eagle, the Eagle of the Ninth, which was... Um, I like that movie. You enjoyed that, yeah? That was like The Lost Legion. Yes. Part two. Exactly. Yeah. I read the book when I was a kid. <laughs> but all the Romans are American, and the locals are English. It's a, it was a weird choice, but it was a choice was made there that the Romans have American accents. We'll roll with that. Which is I thought it was interesting they did that. They put they ben put Affleck them. didn't arrive in a Spitfire and yeah. save everybody or something. <laughs> we should probably finish off the news before moving on to reviews. Um, finally, for the, did you see the Avengers trailer? Uh, no. Because this ties into a question we just got on Twitter, which is, is Natalie Portman going to be in Thor 2? Um, I presume she's going to be because she's the only reason Thor has to come back. And I presume she's probably going to be in the Avengers because Thor's in the Avengers. And you like Thor. I did. Yeah. All right. Tell me if this makes sense. I try not to watch too many trailers anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I tend to find they destroy the entire movie they for They can me. do. It depends on how savvy the movie makers are. Yes. If they realise their movie is shit and they have no... Because you always think of the trailer with a wholesome back. Mm. 
Or and with the Avengers, and then a lot of the time they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. <laughs> Did you see the trailer for the Lovely Bones? Uh, no. That basically gave the entire fucking yeah. movie away. Something else was like that. Recently. But there's loads of movies like that where yeah. they put every punchline in the trailer. Yeah, and you get to the movie, like, yeah. what the hell? There's nothing left. So I try not to watch. To, I know it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. No, so but it's just why nice do I need to, see to be tempted? Them together and talking and like Tony Stark being a smartass. You know, uh, Captain America says, "We use the man." Uh, Armor suit. What are you uh, without your suit? He's like, oh, billionaire, philanthropist, genius. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and at the end, he meets because the new uh, the Hulk is played it's a good by Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. It's a good point. I never thought of. Yeah. I could be Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got handy in your metalwork classes. Didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was at the end of the trailer. It just has Tony meeting uh, Bruce Banner. He's like, oh, I love the work. I love the work you've been doing, and also I love the way that when you lose control, you turn into a giant green rage monster. <laughs> And just the other guy going, thanks. <laughs> Don't get me started. It looks funny. It looks really fun. I just and, and Thor just chuckles at everyone all the time. Like, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't feel the need to watch the trailer because I know I'm going to see it anyway. Mm. And you know, we've had this discussion in the pub. <laughs> Thor is a good movie. Yes, Captain um, America is a good movie. Incredibly well done. I still think Thor was Thor, yeah. for such a complicated. Not complicated story, complicated universe yes. to come from. Yeah, I, I mean, they managed to... The Rainbow Bridge is a concept I have been aware of, and they actually realized it in a nice way. Could look really gay. Totally. <laughs> and it didn't. Volstag, I didn't like Volstag, the big guy, because I know he's not a big guy. <laughs> the actor, because that actor was in... I think it was in the point, Ray Stevenson is his name, and I just, I just couldn't buy him, although I did buy him when the three of them turned up at the window. <laughs> the doors <laughs> waving. <laughs> so I uh, thought it was good. Uh, Captain America was excellent. Yeah, you enjoyed that. Yeah, really enjoyed that. What's, oh, I like uh, Green Lantern. You like that? He's not Ameri- He's not these guys, but uh, no, he's not. That's, he's apparently, the yeah. they're, apparently they're, I don't know what they're gonna happen with the second one of that. But I presume. But I like all the reasons. The whole, you know, what was it Bifrost being broken? I'm sure they got to fix that for Thor to get back for Avengers. Because Thor two isn't coming out until after the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's How are they gonna do that? Yeah. Exactly. And Loki's floating in space, but he's gonna end up on Earth. Because he's Loki. Oh yeah, because he's the um, the he's nemesis. In the, he in this is. Thing. However, there was an awful lot of uh, sh- sh- set leaked photos of guys in. I don't know if you ever saw the photos of Tony Stark when he's like he's wearing the shoulders of the Iron Man suit and maybe to here, and he has the helmet open, but from the legs down, there's just like black and white strips. Have you seen that? It's basically so they can you know ma- they can match that to the model of the legs because the suit oh, okay. the suit legs don't really match yeah. up. If, yeah. he, if the suit legs were if his legs would be really thin to fit in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was Thor and Captain America fighting a load of guys in mocap suits in Manhattan. So the thing is, Loki may be setting something up, but there may be other bad guys in there. No, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, it can't be. How many are in the Avengers? There was a cool eight. There was a cool interview interview with the guy who plays Loki and it's like, well, you know, so far we've only seen bits of you in the trailer and stuff like that. So how do you, um, how do you, how does one guy take on eight? And he's just like, cool as a cucumber says, it's all a day's work, man. (laughs) Is he English or American? He's English. Again, enough with the making every English person a villain. (laughs) We're not all villains. (laughs) You are a bit though. I try not to be. Yeah. (laughs) All right, and uh, we've covered our email questions as well, which is a really nice segue. But apparently, you're not supposed to draw attention to segues. But never mind. I want a segue. Would you want to let me have one? No. <laughs> I'd like to be transported. Because <laughs> I'm watching Arrested Development again. Oh, the yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, oh. Job on his uh, on his human you transport. De- you, de- you delivered the uh, insurance letter, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> 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 Trying to throw it into the ocean. <laughs> 
and that's come, that's the a movie coming soon as go. well. But I'm getting slowly getting into that. Oh, you haven't gone through the entire three seasons yet? No, not yet. Oh, just I've got things to do. Just you know, you're unemployed. I have things <laughs> like to me. do while being unemployed. <laughs> review time. So, what did you review? What were you going to review again? Well, you know, we both watched The Guard, hmm. which is probably worth talking. Let's about. Let's jump into that. Which I have no nothing prepared for. Uh, well, yeah, neither have I. Yeah. But we so, can remember most of it. So yeah. So the guard is Brendan Gleeson and uh, Don Cheadle. Mm. It's made by the brother of the director of In Bruges. I can't remember which McDonough. There's Martin McDonough and Paul McDonough. Either way. Um. And it's awesome. <laughs> Review wise, what do you say about it? Uh, oh no, it's just it's it's it's, it's the west of Ireland. It's the west. As as Brendan uh, Gleeson's accent does wander a bit, he says the West. You you would know, yes. I wouldn't. Um, it starts off well. Okay, let, let's before we get to the plot, it starts off a bit slow. I'm, what? I think it actually starts off. I, I with the car flipping out, and the, guy, the cop going over and taking the LSD and going. <laughs> it's a fucking beautiful day. I had to do that twice, so I got bored of it the first time. Really? Uh, for the next night. Actually, I was a bit drunk as well. It does bear repeated viewings. Yes. Oh, very much so. Because one of the things is, it, it, he's very much, it, it's like he's playing the character. You see Lake Placid, right? Yes. You know in Lake Placid, everyone's taking the piss out of Brendan Gleeson throughout. Okay. You know the way, like he's yeah. even there. Fucking everyone's fucking taking the piss out of me. John McDonough. John McDonough. I have yeah. it open as well. Yeah. No. Okay. iPad, laptop, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but basically, it's a fish out of water kind of story where John, Don Cheadle is, he's FBI, right? Yeah, not CIA. Because I mean, CIA is Langley, and he's just yeah, no, no, he's, doing Langley. Yeah, no, he's he's so there's um apparently a uh, drug smuggling ring happening on Led the west by coast. Three of very Ireland. philosophical the drug smugglers. Well, two Irish and one seriously hard Englishman, Mark, Mark Strong. Strong. Mark Strong <laughs> is insane in everything. Yes. He's just—he's one of the—he's one of the best actors at the moment. <laughs> I mean, you saw, he's awesome in Kick-Ass playing an Italian. Yeah. In, he's awesome playing a purple guy in Green Lantern. That's it. This is the way he talks. His voice is amazing. But that one scene in this movie—I mean, it's not a plot giveaway where um, the 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 where he's negotiating with the IRA and he, oh wait, no, 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 bribing the cops. No, was he the IRA Mark or Strong. the cops? Oh, it's the cops, wasn't yeah, it? He's, yeah, he's playing a bribe. It's like, is it all there? And it's like, why wouldn't it be? Why that? wouldn't it be? It would negate the whole point of bribing you if I didn't give you all the money. <laughs> Fucking muppets. <laughs> And at the end of the at the end, while the credits are playing, there's a scene of him walking away from that and just spitting. It's not in the movie, but he's just like, and it just looks. Nah, he's a strong. he's a real hard. Anyway, it's a hard so, so the plot is there's a, a drug smuggling ring happening uh, on the west coast of Ireland, and they're bringing over drugs from uh, I don't know South America. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And they're supposed to be dropped off on the west coast, and um, they've bought the cops. And well, 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 a bit of a a bit of a plot giveaway there. But oh, I'm there's an implication. Uh-huh. And um, Brendan Gleeson plays a, a local Garda policeman. So, for those of you that aren't uh, from the Republic of Ireland, the Garda are the local police force. That's what they called Gardi. Sorry. Yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, Don Cheadle comes over as an FBI agent uh, to work with the local police to try and uncover. What's going on? What's going on? And uh, the chaos ensues. Yeah, he starts Sergeant Jerry Boyle, the last of the independents, as he answers the phone. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I mean, the toughest thing, I guess, for anyone who isn't Irish is the accents. Mm. Um, and I've heard that a lot. It is... 
you know, I, 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 most of my friends were Irish, so I can understand most of it now. And yeah. I've even got some friends from West of Ireland, and I'm used to the way they speak now. Yeah. But it is tough to understand what's happening most of the time. I mean, they speak so fast. Also, oh, there's, there's the sections where they're speaking in Irish, and the Irish oh. they're speaking is bizarre. In the Gaelic. Yeah. yeah. When he's talking about, I can't talk to you anymore. I've got this surprise. I can't talk to you anymore. I've got to go fix this lamp. I got it from my aunt in Australia, and that's what he's saying in Irish as well. Like I understand the Irish, but it's just a weird fucking thing to say because that's the whole. You've got Don Cheadle doing the fish out of water thing, and you've got Brendan Gleeson doing. Is he a dumb fucking Mick? Yeah. Or or is he a genius? Is he a fucking genius? <laughs> yeah. And the second time I watched it, the scene with the PowerPoint. Where he's just pissing them oh, God, off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He ends up pissing off the, the Dublin cops and Don Cheadle, and uh, there's almost like a fracas. Well, no, and doing, then he just drops the bomb that, by the way, I've solved half the case. It's a whole racism thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like, uh, are all black fellas uh, drug smugglers? I know drug smugglers are just black fellas. <laughs> what? Or Mexicans? Yeah. What? That's racist, but yeah. I'm Irish, I'm allowed to be racist. <laughs> it's part of my culture. Part of my culture, yes. <laughs> So, but, but but the whole end of that is, you're, looking, you're only looking for three fellas now, because I just found the fourth. And he, when you see that the second time, he's doing that whole thing just because he knows he's got an ace in the yeah. pocket. He's just taking the piss yeah. all the way through it. Yeah. And, uh, and he does the look. There's a look he does in this in another movie called I Went Down, which is what I mentioned to you before, when Don Cheadle says, I don't know whether you're really fucking smart or really fucking dumb. And he looks across yeah. the car and his eyebrows are like 45 degree angles and he's just got a grin on his face like, fuck you. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Persevere with it. It's a Western as in the West of Ireland. Yes. He's the, he's the sheriff. He's, not, he's the only straight sheriff in town and he's got to sort shit out. It, yeah, it is a bit like that. There's, yeah. some, there's a lot of gunplay. Yeah. That, 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 I was surprised at that. I was like, wow. Yeah. They got guns. And uh, Great lines as well. What was it? Uh, they're, they're running away from the gunfire. Mark's running. Come on, let's get out of here. Mark's like, "You fucking kidding me? This is like fucking Christmas." <laughs> exactly. Just to have a gun battle. They're looking forward to it. But and there's nothing. You know, the, the the cinematography is quite lurid. As in his bedroom and the cop shop. They're like there's always very bright primary colours. To contrast, when they're outside, it's Ireland, it's so dreary. it's grey and dreary. Yeah. yeah. There's not much you can do about it. Lick a paint ain't gonna sort that out. Yeah. But when they're indoors, the cop shop uh, interrogation room is a very deep blue. His his uh, bedroom is a, a deep green. There's other places that are bright orange. So it's, but it's very well shot as well, though. I mean, there's yeah. some great. Um, That's shot in the bog where they find the IRA weapons, and it's just the, the 360 pan. Yeah. And it's like I've been to places like that. They're fucking horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, even even in the uh, moving the scenes around, so they have that one. Um, meeting or something in the in the cafe. Oh, yeah. Have that massive picture of the uh, the swimming. Oh yeah, the swimming, swimming thing, which is, yeah, which you've seen earlier, and it's just some really nice things in it. Or oh, when when he comes out of the sea. Oh, when he's swimming, yeah. yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, the number of people and it's someone actually changed that on Wikipedia. What? You know, because he uh, he said, he tells John Cheadle that, that he, he was he, he came third. <laughs> no, he came fourth. He came fourth in the Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> and someone actually changed it on Wikipedia <laughs> to, to, that. to say that he won. He came fourth because yes. everyone was checking it after. <laughs> an actor. It's, a, it's an easy enough thing to check anyway, and it's an easy enough thing to change as well. But yeah, they are. Uh, it's a really good, really good, highly recommended movie. I don't know if it comes on subtitles on DVD. I did have to explain. What was it? That's enough of your guff now, son. That's enough of your guff <laughs> now, son. Because guff is bullshit, basically. And there's a brilliant part by the. You know, you watch Father Ted, right? Yes. You know the guy on the wall. You know the guy. 
Do you know what I'm saying? I the killer man. I can't believe that was him. I shot JR. Yeah, I shot JR. Pat Short. He's been in a shitloads of. He's a big comedian back in Ireland. But they hit the cowboy, the cowboy IRA man in the white vest. He's like, I don't be like that, Joe. See that—that's the accent. It's the same West Country or West of Ireland accent. Yeah. That uh, I mean, you know, it's just fast. And you know, Pat and Jason from the from the football team—they've yeah. got that accent. Yeah. And it, it took me about three months to really to get to out. understand. When I'm drunk, I can understand them perfectly. But when I'm sober, it's everyone really slurs. tough. Yeah. Everyone's—I like, I speak. I speak fluent slur. But um, um, you heard that they're even talking about part two. For the guard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I hadn't heard that. Where'd you hear that? No, I, I was on um, one of the IMDb boards. Wow. There's even rumours of a part two already. And there's even this conjecture. Well, it would be... St- I mean, you could see the way this could instantly be picked up. Because it's apparently the most... Yeah, this is the most successful independent Irish movie of all time now. Also, what... Well, More than the commitments. I've mentioned it before. I listen to Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's radio podcast, and I rip them off and pass off their opinions as my own. <laughs> um, but uh, they were talking about this movie before it had been released, because they did the, the, the box office top ten that they run down every show is the UK and Ireland box office top ten. Mm. And The Guard was at number five in the UK and Ireland box office top ten when it wasn't even released in the UK. Mm. I think everyone in Ireland seen this movie twice in the cinema and paid for it no I mean if it's more successful in the commitments mm. then that's a major that's achievement I think it got some award I mean I think I did again Mark Kermode had an interview with the director and uh, he has quite a rivalry with his brother so it's just the two of them arguing over like well, did John it, Michael McDonough um, did it Bruges win anything I, I think it got some palm doors and stuff like that yeah. fucking midgets yeah <laughs> Because this, this was released uh, Sundance as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So has got. I mean, it is. It's uh, it's it's brilliant. I don't, I, it's one of those movies. I think it'll it'll it, it can uh, apply to everyone. You just need to but, stick with the English. But All again, right. you can see how they could destroy it. Yeah. Oh, sequel. Uh, it it can get picked up by a big studio. Because apparently, it's quite popular in, in the states already. I mean, mm. it's a bit of a. Oh, they love, they love the Irish. Yeah, they they do love the Irish. Um, but then you can see what. <laughs> Part two would be Brendan Gleeson having to go over on and the lounge, yeah, 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 yeah. and then it would just ruin the entire. Because the funny part, Nicole Kidman would be in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for all the four minutes or something. As Brendan Gleeson's love interest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have no time for a family. I'm too busy whoring and fucking around. Like, I, I yeah, I think they're going to ruin it. Yeah, no, going to be they, part they, two. Never, I think it, it's yeah. on a board. It's not a fucking thing. They won't do it. As I said, you know the the guys who are doing that. Um, these brothers, McDonough's, I mean, in Bruges, again, you could do a prequel or something like that, but there's, been, there's no point. It's a self-contained yes. story. That's the story they want to tell, and they're artists, and they'll leave it at that, and also they'll probably retain the rights because they made it on a shoestring budget, so they'll say, no, fuck off. They might make something similar, but... That, I mean, the guy, I don't know what the guy in Bruges, what the guy who made in Bruges, what's he done since? Don't know. I I mean, what, you look at Jim Sheridan, right? Um, Jim Sheridan did uh, Angels in America, not Angels in America, he did a load of stuff. And then, he, Irish, another Irish director. And um, he did the Paper House with, um, or not, Dream House with uh, Daniel Craig and Ray, Richard Weiss. He's now looking at getting his name taken off it and making an Alan Smith in production because mm-hmm. they apparently just screwed him on the uh, whole thing. Seven Psychopaths is what he's worked on since in Bruges. One movie, 2008, 2012, four years in the making. These things take time. No, but generally, brilliant movie. Absolutely, watch highly it. recommended, yeah. Yep. Thumb, two thumbs way up. I've watched it twice now already. Yeah, I could watch it again. Yeah. I could watch it again. Just, you just you're more. right, there's so many lines in there yeah. that you, that, uh, you want to quote. Uh, moving quickly on, I uh, also saw Killer Elite. So, this is Jason Statham movie, which also... <laughs> 
Jason Statham, Clive Owen, Robert fucking De Niro. <laughs> I enthused about this quite a while ago because I saw the trailer and I had Jason Statham tied to a chair beating the shit out of, like, of, of Clive Owen. Wild tied to a oh, chair. Oh yeah, because Clive Owen's the, uh, the enemy in this, isn't he? He's the bad guy. The trailer for this is massively misleading. Have you seen Blitz? Uh, downloaded it, haven't watched it yet. Probably, this is, could be evidence, you probably shouldn't say that. You got it on DVD, I mean. <laughs> I downloaded it legally <laughs> and haven't watched it. I downloaded it from iTunes. Yes, good Good save. This is a weird fucking movie. It's a Blitz is like Prime Suspect blown large. You know, it's with, with Jason Statham instead of Helen Mirren. You know what I mean? It's like mm. it, it, it very much is an ITV drama that will be on over three nights mm. uh, of Sunday, Monday of a bank holiday weekend. Mm. Um, Killer Elite is supposedly based on a true story by Ronald Fiennes. Hmm. And right. the trailer made it look like Jason Statham and Robert De Niro worked together. Was something Ranulf happens. The, was Randolph the one that kept, keeps on climbing up mountains I and think so. missing half of his fingers? I think so. He's the, he's the explorer. I think he was XSAS or something as well. Oh, yeah, he's Sir Randolph Fiennes. Yeah, the explorer. Yeah. Wow, okay. The trailer made it look like Clive Owen gets Robert, Robert De Niro and Jason Statham were friends. Clive Owen gets Robert De Niro and Jason Statham has to do something or get him back. That's mm. what the trailer looked like. Mm. No. No. <laughs> Not in any way, shape or form. Clive, uh, what was it? Jason Statham and Robert De Niro work together. Jobs go south. They decide. Oh, and they also work. What's that guy uh, from the uh, the Prison Break? Uh, Dominic Purcell's in it as well. Okay. With yeah. a, you should have a look. You should check out photos of him in this movie because he's got a handlebar. You might want to uh, model on ma- massive handlebar and massive because uh, it's set in 1980. Should we explain Movember? Yes, I think you should use this <laughs> yes. Movember. I think it's a good Movember look. For those of you who don't know, November. There's, in November, there's a, a campaign called Movember, as in M-O-V-E-M-B-E-R, yep. which is an Australian-started um, um, event. Uh, event, uh, Basically, uh, men grow moustaches, big handlebar moustaches, little Hitler moustaches, any type of moustache, and you get sponsored. Yeah, and it's for it's the benefit which kind of? Uh, prostate cancer. I think it's originally a testicular cancer, but I think now it's mostly prostate cancer. If you go to, yeah, I mean, the, the link will be on whatever it normally comes yeah give me I'll put the link up to the website movember.com but you've set up a sponsor thing yeah I mean what you can can basically do is you can um, um, you you can set yourself up on there you can make a team of uh, all of your friends and then you get your friends and relatives or whatever to sponsor you to have the best hash and there's a whole bunch of weird rules around this as well like uh, Halloween is actually shadowing yeah, so you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to uh, be clean shaven you can't let the the moustache the mo touch your your goatee because uh, then it, it stops becoming a mode. And well, you, can have, you can't have anything on your chin, isn't it? Or something you can like have that. it on your chin, but, but it's got to be middle. a... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, he, that's what he looks like there. Yeah. So right. anyway, that's Movember. So do it. It's good. It's good for us. It's good for men. I think that's a good look. Uh, yeah. It's the full... It's, I, it's not quite the full Amos from... I, I'm, I'm looking forward to my wife not talking to me for a month anyway. Yeah. So I could go no, for no, that. Look at that. <laughs> And also, everyone, ah, see that, that is technically illegal. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't yes. have anything here. It's oh. actually it's a handler. Okay. But also, he, they, everyone in this movie wears aviators with panache because they're spies. Panache as in a perfume? Yeah. No, okay. as in stuff. As in the nineteen eighties crap perfume from Boots. Really? <laughs> yes. Fuck. But it turns out it's way more complicated. They did a job. Now the song Sheik and a man gets pissed off about something and kidnaps Robert De Niro and forces Jason Statham to do stuff and he has to put the team back together again. And then Clive Owen gets involved somehow. And the book's called The Featherman. It's based on a real-life book. 
The book's called The Featherman. The Feathermen are in about maybe 10 minutes total of it. The rest of it is, is um, the action's quite good, but just as a plot-wise as a movie, it just doesn't hang together at all because Clive Owen and Jason Statham are basically the same guy almost. They're just on slightly different sides of the line. Mm. And Jason Statham's trying to do the right thing. But it's another Statham vehicle for him running around. In a way. I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't play... That, that was the same thing with Blitz as well. And Blitz, he's... Blitz, his best, one of his best lines in that is he sees some guy, he's a, he's a hard nut cop in Blitz where he's just a nutter. Mm. And he, some guys are breaking into a car and he walks outside the house where he lives. He walks down and he says, Do you know what this is? This is a hurley. You know, from Irish hurley. Mm. It's, it's been described as a cross between hockey and murder. And then he beats the <laughs> shit out of those guys with it. And there's moments like that, pure statham. But then there's moments where he's uh, dissing gay cop uh, Paddy Considine's character, which that plotline goes nowhere. Or he's got his own plot problems in the Blitz. Like, as a cop, he's got nothing else but his cop life. Mm. And he's fucked that up so much that he's in other shit. And then... Um, the guy who plays Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. The yeah. horror guy. Yeah, yeah. He looks about twenty years younger and is just he's the he's just the guy running around killing people, yep. killing cops. Um, so it's a weird Blitz is a weird serial killer, you know, mix with like it's not Jason Statham is the one good cop who can get this guy. There's yep. about seven good cops who can get this guy. Yeah. And in this, it's the same in a way. It's like yeah, Jason Statham wants to do something else. But he's caught back into this cycle. He wants to go home and bone Ivan Strahovski from Chuck. Yeah. Who doesn't? Um, but yeah, it just doesn't really hang together very well. It's not, I mean, it's no expendables. You know what I mean? You expect, that's what you expect from Statham. You don't expect a political thriller. So, I mean, it's no transporter or something. No, like definitely not. I mean, it's trying to be, the thing, it seems like it's trying to be Tinker Taylor. You've heard about Tinker Taylor, yep. Soldier Spy, and how awesome that's supposed to be. Yep. It sounds like it's trying to be that with more action. But it just fails miserably and comes off as just like, well, that's weird. That's I mean, a shame. It is a shame, but there is some, like I said, Jason Statham does, the, the, the trailer makes it look like he beats up Clive Owen while tied to a chair. There's a third guy in that scene, not in the trailer, and there's a hell of a lot more in that. There is a lot of nice segments, but as a whole, it doesn't really add up to much. And it's also just weird seeing Robert De Niro running around with an uh, M15. <laughs> M16. 16. And what does it get? 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Hmm. Mm. It's just weird. You saw you saw it here in the cinema, yeah. 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 Always many that many cuts. It's all violence, no sex. I mean, he wants to get back to his girlfriend the whole time, so he gets to get a chance to bone her. So there's no cutting. Yeah, I, it just looks like the kind of movie I'd wait to watch. Yeah, I think you're better off. And, it, and even that for a hungover day where you've got nothing else. To yeah, do. yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I think we've actually got a classification of our rating system of Sunday afternoons. You Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Nothing to hangover movie after Halloween party. Yeah. <laughs> What did you, what, you had something else to review, didn't you? I wanted a, a Red State. Oh yes, Red State. I really enjoyed that. Tell me all about it. Because yes. I haven't seen this yet. Alright, so Red State is a um, Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the sure... The of such fine movies as Clerks, Clerks 2, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Dogma. Dogma. Dogma, brilliant movie. Jane Silent Bob, just stunning movie. Chasing Mamie. Chasing uh, Mamie. And also some quite crappy movies. Cop Out. Hmm. Cop Out. God, that was a bad movie. Garbage. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Bruce Willis hates him. That's, oh, that's what led to a lot of the difficulties on set. That's why I made that might have got him just like go hates him for editing a, such a bad movie. No, no, or no just hates him, him on set. Just hated making the movie. Apparently. I mean, I, I've read some things that he's basically permanently stoned. Oh, yes. on set, and he thinks he thinks that his um, work process. Uh, only works when he's permanently stoned he all the time. He tweeted yesterday about Virgin America, uh, Virgin Atlantic, because he's flying a lot now because he's doing the promotion for Red State on his own. Mm. Uh, and he's distributing himself. Yep. He's not going yep. for anyone else because 
he reacted really badly when Cop Out got bad reviews. He was like, critics are assholes. It's a shit fucking movie. Oh, but he took it horribly badly. That's why Red State, he's doing spray himself. But he said the only thing that would make Virgin Atlantic better is if they had a room for smoking weed. He's, <sighs> he doesn't hide it at all. I'm surprised it hasn't been done. Yeah. But, no, I mean, oh, I said, but this is a lot better. Yeah, Cop Out, terrible movie. This is actually quite interesting. We've talked about him before in that something Gavin thought he needed to be a director for hire for a while. He needed to stop directing his own scripts. Or get back to basics, you know, low budget, indie he type. He did that, I think he did as best as he could with that with Clerks too. I think if he ended up directing movies for other people for a couple of years, it would be a massive benefit to him. Just because when, so it's, his, when, it's, his writer, when it's his writer and he's directing, you know, it's a bit much. Whereas if he just directed, like, a, if he directed Die Hard, for fuck's sake, you know, if he directed Die Hard 4, he'd been associated with so many things. I mean, he, he did a rewrite on uh, Superman Reborn, which was, you know, never done. That was the one. Did you ever see um, An Evening with uh, Kevin Smith? No. He does college tours. Yeah, like four yeah. or five of them. My mate Dave has seen him live. Yeah. And he talks about like, and the one that he's talking about, yeah, John Peters, who was one of the director producer, the ex hairdresser, who was one of the producers of the original Batman, said, "I like where you're going with the um, with with the Superman script. However, do you think you could have Superman fight a giant spider in the third act?" And what did he say? Let me see what I can do. <laughs> and they got the fuck out of there. <laughs> or he went to Paisley Park as well. He went to Paisley Park to meet Prince to supposedly shoot a documentary and because they were busy you need to sign a release because anyone who enters Paisley Park mm. needs to sign a thing that says you will not talk about what you see in Paisley mm. Park and his AD kept coming up to him and he just kept fucking around and never did it so he's, he's the only person who's been there who can talk about how who fucking actually weird talk about Peer Prince is and he does he talks about it so you can see these are uh, an evening with Kevin Smith one, two and three the third one's called The Three Evening um, but he's st- he's, he still does it colleges ask him around to places he goes in I think it's Vancouver um He's going himself and Jason, Jason Muse is along. Jason Muse is going, himself and Jason Muse are going to Dublin again this year. My mate Dave's gonna go. He actually uh, videotaped the whole thing on his Nokia phone and sent me a disc. Because the earlier movies were all cult classics. Mm. You know, excellent, excellent movies. And then it just felt like, okay, me is not a, a critic or a cinephile or whatever it is. Uh, it just seemed to rapidly go downhill. He seemed to go uh, crassly commercialized. Well, the thing is he didn't know how to move the camera. Okay. That's one of the things is like, he, he, all his movies are literally, the camera there. <laughs> Act! Yeah. Stop acting, let's go! <laughs> you know? So there's no moving scenes at no, all. But it's not like uh, the, 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 the trailer for Tintin has one of these impossible shots of shit flying everywhere and the camera moving in a way there's no way it possibly could move. Yeah. But even other movies have, you know, the camera going along the dolly tracks and shit happening around, or, you know, in two cars. You'll never see, there's no Kevin Smith car chases. Because <laughs> it means he probably has to walk. Yeah, he has to move the camera. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? He literally very, he, he's almost like a soap opera director in that two cameras go. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Go back to Red State. All right, so. <coughs> it's an interesting movie. John Goodman's in it. Mm-hmm. And I like John Goodman. Yes. He's in, he's in a, a lot of movies recently as well, for some reason. He disappeared for years. He didn't yeah. disappear for years. He was just in shit that no one knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like these overnight sensations. Like, yeah, you've done a lot. You know, no one brings it up in the interview. You've done a lot of shit recently. Like, oh, <clears throat> I've been very busy. But the weird thing about Red State, I guess, is it's... I, I When I looked at it and I watched it, it felt like three movies. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, you know, Dust Till Dawn last night, and Dust Till Dawn was essentially two movies. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I remember that part. 
Maybe we should sum up the quick synopsis of what it's about, actually. It's well, just, uh, I, the name Red State seems quite un- unusual to me. I don't know what it means. But, yeah. So, well, that, that's what I'm going to get to. It, it's tough to explain what it's about because it's actually three movies. Oh, pity we're doing a podcast about movies then, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can explain it. So, you know, the first part of the movie is like um, Sex Drive. A oh. team... Uh, a team it almost looks like did it's going to be a sex comedy drive? I did watch Sex Drive I, I enjoyed it <laughs> it was funny I think it may have been drunk again but it was funny and so it's basically three teenagers yeah it's three teenagers who are, who are desperate to have sex and uh, they find a website and the website says you know come to this area or knock at this door and you know we're, I'm a horny girl and I'll, I'll service the three of you so they, they turn three up three of them three of them that's pretty so, horny yeah they're, they're pretty horny and this is obviously middle America where all the bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere in mid America. I don't know why anyone lives in mid America. What's the name? August- it's a red, red, red states or them that Republican? Or blue yeah. States? Well, no, red states. Oh, I, that would explain it actually. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, red states would be Midwest and southern states. So these three kids turn up at a trailer, obviously, because it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's poor sad. country. Yeah. And uh, it isn't a young girl, it's an old woman. Oh. Well, a middle-aged woman. But no, they're still horny enough. Uh, and then they, you know, they get plied with a beer. And then the movie changes to part two. Uh-huh. Yes. And part two is they're now being held captive in a Christian fundamentalist church. Oh. So uh, what's the name of the guy? Now, if anyone can remember this, and I will try and remember, there's that church out in uh, California. The Westboro... The Westboro... Assholes. Yeah. They're going to burn the Koran. Not the Koran. No, they're going to do that as well. But they also protest outside all of the dead, you know, the the, uh, burials for soldiers from Iraq. Oh, yeah, yeah. God hates gays gays and God hates your soldiers and all that. And it's a little bit, and they actually mention the the Westboro Baptist Baptist Church or whatever through it. But it isn't directly, but you can see there's some uh, similarities between the two. So anyway, these three kids are held held captive Mm -hmm. in this uh, church. Tiny cage, cage, I think I've seen that clip. Yeah, yeah, one of them is in a tiny cage. And um, these, this, Looney of a preacher who's played absolutely brilliantly by uh, Michael Parks. I've heard great things about him. Even the first trailer was just his narration, his kind of fire and brimstone speeches. He's terrifying. He is. Uh, I mean, if you remember, do you remember the um, the two. preacher? Uh, yeah, <laughs> two, exactly. The one that leads him into the yeah, uh, the rock and uh, yeah, and very similar to that. And he's absolutely terrifying. So he's there preaching from a pulpit. You know, you know, we've got to kill gays. We've got to do this, and then you can see where the plot's going. Basically, that um, shit bad shit's gonna happen to these boys. Bad crap is gonna, and they kill one person within about the first. Not one of the guys, but they kill somebody else, and and then the movie goes that way, and then suddenly. Uh, two thirds into the movie, it suddenly moves to an FBI movie. No, actually, not an FBI, um, ATF movie. Oh. So John Goodman crops up. Oh. And it, it's a really weird cut. Like Brian Davidian style? Uh, like no, the David well, style? Before you even get to that, suddenly, so all, this is all this bad crap happening, and suddenly it flips over to John Goodman waking up at home with his wife. You think, what the hell is this? Is this Lost Highway? It's just, it's, a, it's the way he's cut it is just very, it literally is three movies. Yeah. So the first movie is perspective of the kids. Yeah. The second movie is perspective of, of the church. Of the church. And then the third movie is the perspective of, uh, of John Goodman and the ATF. And do the kids turn up in the third half or not? They do. Oh, and I'm yeah. not going to give the plot away. Yeah, they shouldn't spoil it. But, um, but it, it's, it's kind of clever and it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, there's a lot of violence and it, it goes very much uh, Branch Davidians and David Koresh and a lot of gunplay, a lot of gunfights. 
And uh, but the, the final one third act is really all seen from the perspective of uh, of John Goodman and the ATF. Sort of, you know, they they go there, they want to, they're just going there on a gun violation yeah. charge, and, and shit of gets real. Shit gets real, and it all kicks off. But then the stories start interconnecting. So it's it could have been done better. Really, it could have been. Yeah. I think it was it was some great acting in it. Uh, yeah, Michael Parks is just genius in it. John Goodman's even flawed but really good in it. There's, there's some politics in it which is really interesting. You know, what are the uh, rules of engagement for the ATF? Mm. You know, can they shoot back? Can they kill everyone? Do they not kill anybody at all? So that's kind of interesting. Uh, some of the the, the, uh, the younger actors in it are quite good. Um, but it could have been improved on. Yeah. It just, it, it literally felt like you knew he was stoned. No, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> You could tell just because it was just choppy, the way it was actually it transitioned from one act to the next was just, um, it just felt a bit, it felt weak, it just could have been improved on. But mm. I like the movie. It's, it's, it's a strong Kevin Smith movie. Or it's a Kev- strong movie, it wasn't Kevin Smith, would you consider it a strong enough, a strong, relatively strong movie? <sighs> you could see how this could be re-edited and be a lot better. Oh really? Yeah. It was a, it's a great idea, it's a great plot, some great acting in it, it's just the editing felt a bit off. It's unusual, because I mean, Ed, fair enough, the static camera thing is a well-known, well-known flaw, I think even he admits that. Um, he's like, you, you know, I think when he was, he's in Daredevil, but I think at some point when he's offered all these big things because doing clerks, it, this is what happens, you make, you make clerks on like credit cards, they use their credit cards and their family's credit cards so they run them out. And they make clerks like at night, that's why the shoulders are down in clerks, mm-hmm. because it's shot at night, every night, for fucking two years. Um, that's, you know, when you do something like that, then there's a kind of thing of like, okay, now you're going to do Superman or now you're going to do, you know, Titanic or something like that. You know what I mean? Like what uh, James Cameron did, Piranha 2. Well, apparently this is his lowest budget movie since Chasing Amy. Like, no one will give him any money. Yeah. But that's what he's good at. He's actually, he's more like a French or English director who just keeps, like Michael Winterbottom does that kind of shit where he just gets people in the room, tells them your character's this, your character's that, your character's that, and they figure something out yeah. amongst yourselves, let's, have, let's create drama, and let's all do it for like, you know, less than a million, or a yeah. two million. That is what his niche is, when he tries to go above that, I think is one of the problems. I remember reading something actually after, I think the special effects budget on this was $5,000. Wow. <laughs> it was something, I mean, it's just guns. Yeah. Basically, and some, and some fake blood. But it, it was good, it was gripping. Because his next, after this, interesting, he has been, so he's been touring this city to city, right? He, at Cannes, he was like, I'm going to auction off the, the rights. And then he said, no, I'm buying them myself. Fuck everybody. Because as I said, he took the cop out really hard. Um, after this, he's going to do a movie called Hit Somebody, which is going to be a two-part hockey movie. It's basically Hockey Rocky. Okay. Supposedly. I don't know who's given the fucking money for this. Again, you need to do other shit for other people for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like and the Shadowlands gone that route because and, he, and knows. he doesn't look like a particularly big hockey fan as well. I mean, oh, I can't. No, seen every every time he's on that those, those an evening whips, he's wearing a hockey. I, I thought he just wore them because he was fat. No, he did. <laughs> that was, it was the only thing that fit him. Yeah. <laughs> did you have another he's, one? He's not watching? a small guy. Did you? Yeah, I know he's not. Uh, no, they were the two main things. I mean, what else cool. have I been watching? Well, you don't really talk about TV, do you? So I can, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, we do sometimes, but I'll finish off then, because we are hitting an hour and a half. Um, I'll finish off then with Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Okay. So, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is starring uh, Alan Tudyk, who was, he was the vo- guy who did the voice of the robot, or the face, the capture of the robot in iRobot. Mm-hmm. And he's also Wash in Firefly. Do you remember Firefly? 
didn't like it, but yes. Yeah. And I'm then the only person apparently that didn't like it, but Tyler I didn't like Labine it. is the fat guy from Reaper. Okay. So this is the stereotypical thing of teenagers going out to a weekend by the lake and having fun and they run at some rednecks. But the rednecks are really nice guys. Oh, so it's not deliverance. No. <laughs> okay. It's like the from the teenager's perspective, yeah. it is. But from it is a horror comedy in that Dale and Tucker are just two nice guys, but they're socially inept. So like Dale's like, God, that's a good The girl is the girl who's the secretary from um Thirty Rock, you know, the dumb blonde. Yeah, just looking yeah. for that, yeah. Uh, just looking at more pictures of her. Siri. Siri, yeah. Siri, oh, she's hot, yeah. And like the first time, you know, the day's like, you know, we're going to go up to, we're going to go to my holiday home. I bought myself a holiday home. You should and go sex up. drive. Ah. You should go talk, talk, Dale, you should go talk to that lady. Just be yourself. It's like, just smile and laugh. And he walks up. And as he, of course, they're fucking rednecks. So he's got like a side. And he walks up with the petrol station. He goes, where are y'all going? <laughs> You know, and just because he's nervous and it's creepy, comes off. It's creepy, and so as it goes on, the teenagers keep seeing these guys, and they, they keep running into each other. But every time the guys try to be like make friends with that, and the teenagers keep getting the wrong impression and like running away and running into a you know a, a tree log and impaling themselves. So as far as what the fuck is going on, as far as the two guys are concerned, it's like these teenagers keep killing themselves in our yard. <laughs> Oh, so this is quite an old movie. No, it's 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 a weird one in that it's been made quite a while ago, but it's been shown at festivals and stuff like that. It's only recently come out on DVD. Okay. And like you know, like for for example, they think the 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 decker of Siri falls and bangs her head, and Dale saves her. And like they when they go, you know, hey, we got your friend. The guys here is, hey, we got your friend. You know, and they run away. So when the teenagers come to get her, they're like, okay. Because they just keep they took her like the, the fucking dumb college kids keep killing ourselves around here. One of the they, two of them attack because hmm. they think she's fine. She's like she's getting to know them. You know she's getting to see the real Tucker and Dale. It's all cool. When she, they attack the house, uh, they they like we got to get her back. She's been held held hostage. You know uh, Tucker is throwing shit in the wood chipper because he's trying to do up his holiday home, which is an ex uh, fucking cult fucking murderer's house. So there's like teeth everywhere and shit like that. And they're like, oh, let's fix her up. And uh, when one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or yeah. something, yeah. So the, the teenagers attack with like, you know, a baseball bat and trips. And, and like, they, Tucker is reaching down for the next log to put in the wood chipper, like from Fargo. And the kid trips and goes in head first. <laughs> Excellent. And sprays blood all over one of the, 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 the bimbo girl. He's like, oh my God. And it's like, that kind of humor, you know. And then they're like, why the hell does it keep happening to us? And, um,. It's not as funny. Oh, yeah, the other thing, he's, uh, he's, he's sawing through a log and he hits a bee's nest in the log. And so he's running away from the bees, but he's still got the chainsaw. So he looks like Leatherface when he's running around. <laughs> and he's, the guy who thinks he's chasing him with the chainsaw, he ends up overtaking the guy and they look at each other for a moment and they're like, what the f-? And then your man just runs into a log that goes okay. straight fucking through him. So there's a whole load of like, it's all, it's a comedy of errors with chainsaws and death. And it gets pretty good reviews, doesn't it? Looking at it now. It, 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 one of the things is that I mean there's there's nods to a lot of horror movies and stuff but there is also it's it's not like the office levels of, uh, of misunderstandings but there is, it's all a big misunderstanding yeah um, it's not as funny as I think it needs to be I think it could have gone a lot further in a lot of things well I mean comedy horror so is it better than Zombieland no I wouldn't say so I'd say Zombieland is funnier hmm but there is, I mean, when there is, there is, I mean, there's like maybe four laugh out loud. Like, I'd laugh my ass off at one moment. All right. Um, I, will, uh, I will 
legally buy that. Yes. I will legally buy that. I think there's one moment it's like, what happened? It's like, oh, like, go kick that college kid's fucking ass. Because <laughs> they just keep fighting these college kids because they don't know them because he's dying. Rednecks are funny. Yeah, and this thing, they, they <laughs> yes. are rednecks, and uh, but they're nice rednecks. Hmm. It's the college kids who are fucking idiots. Is there a theme here? Two movies about uh, rednecks? Southern rednecks? Scary southern rednecks. Well, if you would like to, if you've made it this far, congratulations. And Winnie, you probably won't make it this far because you've been here the whole time. <laughs> Quietly sitting in the corner. Um, if you would like to, you know, rate Jeff's performance out of five stars, you can email us at podcast at com. As usual, we'll finish off with the Malaysian box office top, US box office top 10. At uh, number 10 in Malaysian box office is Love You You. Never heard of this. Huh? You do the next one? No, I can't see it. Where, what, what am I reading here? Nine. Oh, okay. The Sorcerer and the White Snake. No, That's another idiot. Chinese movie. Yeah. Number eight, what's your number? That's Anna Faris. I heard rubbish. Uh, Johnny English Reborn. Seven. God, Reborn. I have no interest in seeing that. Yeah. Number six, Al Al Hijab. No idea. Yeah, I, either a terrorist movie or yeah, who knows? Uh, the Three Musketeers. Number five. That's with the guy from Spooks and Milojevic and Flying Boats. And Paul was directed by the same guy who directs Resident Evil. Awesome. <laughs> this would explain why I haven't been to the cinema in the last couple of weeks. Number four is nineteen eleven. Is it Jackie Chan directed? I think or. Something it's 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 a it's Chinese uh, movie about something that happened then. Number three is Did Clip Three GP. Number two is the thing, so it's all, it's already out. All right, so cinema this weekend. Yeah. Well, number one is Real Steel, which is getting ridiculously good reviews. It's like it's fun. It's supposed to be. It knows what it is. It's not trying to be overarching. It's it's better. It's it's the best robots bidding stuff off. This is the rock and, rock and sock and robots movie. Yes, they, they thought it was that, and it looks so much like it. But it's actually based upon a story from the Twilight Zone. Okay. Called Steel. I have all of those. Really? The old ones. All the Twilight Zones. Every episode. The Scary Door. As uh, from Future Anna. I didn't say I watched them. I have them all. I have all the black and white sound of colours. No, but Real Steel is doing really, really well. It's held off an awful lot of place, uh, movies. I think it's the second week in release in the US. Yeah, second Actually, week in release in the US. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just supposed to be... I think the, the, the father-son thing is not too cloying. That looked really fucking cloying with the trailer. But uh, it was good. The US box office top 10. Number 10, you have The Lion King, this which is, a, is in 3D. This is a remake. Well, it's not a remake. It's just a 3D version 3D of the version. original, isn't it? Yeah. Why would you... Why? Who cares? I mean, Wildebeest in 3D. I just... Mufu, was it Mufusa? Who's the... Uh, I mean, why? Mufasa. Mufasa. I mean, why? Oh, God. I always remember the joke in The Simpsons where Lisa sees the cloud and it's bleeding those Murphy and it's bleeding those Murphy. Darth Vader, Mufasa, and then James Earl Jones saying, this is CNN. <laughs> but this is, this comes back to the Top Gun in 3D thing. They're again. making Top Gun. Yeah. Enough already. I mean, have some imagination and do something new. Yeah. Just, not just... You're, re- you're, remaking, you're remaking Top Gun. You're remaking, remaking Footloose. Why not combine those together? <laughs> that, that would be a lot more interesting. <laughs> yes. Fighter pilots who dance. Yes. Get me Hollywood on the phone. <laughs> Pretty gay in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the volleyball, they all fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> and number nine is the big year, which is I think it's is it Steve Martin and Jack Black. I think are in really? this. It's a it's a weird mix. But it's supposed to be terrible. Such a shame. I mean, Steve Martin. Oh, he's not uh, Owen Wilson and Jack Black. Owen Wilson and Jack Black, yeah. But Steve Martin as well. I mean, yeah, fuck. Owen Wilson. Fucking. And Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just. No. Yeah, it does not get good reviews. He hasn't done it. anything. I mean, since he started those, doing those. Uh, and John Cleese. He hasn't done anything good in years. 
His last good bit was like one of the one of the Bond movies. He did an okay bit in, but everything since then, like the honeymoon, is all the shit he's done. John Cleese has just lost his funny. And Joel McHale. Really? Yeah, from he's Community. in Spy Kids four. His movie choices are shit. <laughs> I think he looked into Community and it fitted for like a glove, and he'll never do anything else ever again. Probably yeah, he's probably get typecast into that now. Is Lindsay Lohan in this? Uh, no, okay, no, uh, no, no, Cindy please. Bundy. If Lindsay Lohan was in it, I definitely wouldn't go and see it. Um, back to the top ten. Brian so the- Dennehy's in it. Now he's one of my favourite actors. He's awesome. Yeah. FX Murder by Illusion. Yeah. Wow. First Blood. Yeah. Uh, fucking cop. Uh, number eight is Courageous, which is some kind of Christian movie made by the same people who made Fireproof, I believe. It's some kind of it's, it's it's it was made on like nothing, and the main one of the main actors is actually a um, pastor, mm. and it's all about all these people and how you can be courageous in your life. Number seven is Fifty Fifty, which is Seth Rogen and Elijah Wood. What's his name? Joseph Gordon Levitt, okay. and it's based upon a story of a real life story of Seth Rogen's friend who got cancer and he had Fifty Fifty chance. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard this is pretty good. Yeah, I've heard very good things. Yeah, and yeah. have you seen Hesher? No. We reviewed Hesher a while ago. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is just an angry rocker who turns up and changes some people's lives. You yeah. should watch that. Apparently, Joseph Gordon-Levitt can do no wrong. Yeah. No, I've seen some good reviews on this, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested in seeing that when it comes out. Number six is Moneyball, which is Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah Hill, supposedly. I think it's the... Is it the That's supposed to be pretty good. Is it the Atlanta well. A's, is it? is it? There's something... I did hear some stuff like by Americans talking about this, and like they didn't win the league, or they didn't win the World Series. They did change it a bit. Sports thing, isn't it's it? a sports movie it's a baseball yeah. movie but yeah. it's supposed to be quite good uh, number 5 is Dolphin Tail which is about a dolphin with no tail number 4 <laughs> Ides of March which is um, Ryan Gosling and um, oh, God's Gift to Women what's his name George Clooney <laughs> okay so that's supposed to be I don't know what that, I'm not sure there's supposed to be a twist in that that's not a twist or something. it's a political thing where it's like Ryan Gosling is the campaign manager and George Clooney is the Politician and he's running for office and something comes up. All right. So something's maybe I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it might be similar to Primary Colors. Well, Clooney does few movies and the ones he does do tend to be quite good. Yeah. Number three is the thing, which is only first week on release, so not doing bad. Footloose is getting ridiculously good reviews. <sighs> it just annoys me again. You didn't see the report this week that uh, Kevin Bacon was apparently really pissed off that they showed his original um, audition tape. Oh, for Footloose? Yeah, for the original Footloose. Because he was a gnome back then, and he was also... I mean, it's like it's like when people put photos of you up in high school yeah. on Facebook. It's like, no one wants to see that. But no one wants to see the fro again. Again? I don't know. I mean, should I should I go and watch it and ruin my childhood? But, the, I mean, this is the thing I've heard. It's like, it's enjoyable. It's again, not like... Again, like... This is... October seems to be a middling month until we get the real horror movie. It's like, Real Steel and Footloose, from what I've heard, Footloose is supposed to be relatively solid as in it's not it's not going to blow your mind away but it's not going to leave a dirty taste in your mouth and it's not made for us no it's made for it's not for you it's boy. made for me it's not for you 20 years ago yeah and for people at that, that, that age and apparently so in, this, in this they reference the movie footage 1986 25 years ago yeah but they reference it so it's, a, it's, it's not like we're just ignoring that have or happened we're actually going to reference it but Dennis Quaid's in it He's got to be getting old now. Yeah. <laughs> and number one in the US as well is Real Steel. So, yeah, I probably need, we probably need to go see that. Yeah. All right, book the tickets. Yeah. Take the wives. Would you, so, how do you feel you went, Jeff? You know, for this, the DVD extras, how do you think you did? You did all right? You happy yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah, fine. Much better. Again, I'm, I'm quite glad I don't have to edit anything out. So, that's no, good. good. Yeah. I, 
give me a few beers, you know, I'll keep on talking. Yeah. So it's not a problem. <laughs> you've, you've, managed to, you've managed to go the same length myself as Gavin has, so that's good. So uh, we'll finish off here, and thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.